we are live now again and you know what you, you have your official bozier watch coffee cup and i don't even have mine i've got some crew of gemini mardi gras from like 1989 cup well you know it's becoming just a uh uh by nature thing for the start of this show i will have my bozier watch cup ready to go and my preferred beverage ready to go and you know I, i'm i'm there it's a normal thing yeah and i need to start i i keep saying i'm gonna do some bozier watch hats and t-shirts uh, i did the cups i did a couple of shirts but you know they're they're not really cool stuff um anyway so one of these days i am gonna get around to that it's just these uh these customers keep needing tech work done and all the other things that I do, and it's sometimes it's hard to find time to do the really fun stuff. Well, that's right. And and look, I mean, hey, <clears throat> you know, we are facing a little censorship stuff. I mean, what? I know. Well, yeah, you didn't see the email in Gmail from Facebook that they were, like, dinging us somehow for something or another. I mean, it had to be something you said. I mean, it, you know, it would never be anything that I would say. No, I didn't see that one, but I'm going to check it right now while we're waiting on everybody to join the show. Let's see. What are we up to? Ah, 20 people already. That's that's quick. 20 people in a minute and a half. Thank you, everybody. Well, hey, I got a cut shared up to you. I saw the funniest thing. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, th this was a PETA deal, and it was pretty dadgum funny. Uh, let's see <laughs> if I can swap screens. I got to adjust my camera here. I'm kind of doing laid back mode tonight all right so yeah tell to tell well, the viewers well, PETA, what this is about PETA puts this little post out and they said the next time you think of eating a chicken remember that they had a family just like you and right. that at mr louis vuitton replied and i love it he said this is why i order a family bucket at kfc no one's left behind <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that is absolutely funny and absolutely true. You know, you know I, I think I think that's the thing that Facebook is like going after us on is stuff like that. I mean, I mean, do we is there free speech in this country anymore, or or can we not have discussion on issues? You know, if if they well, agree with Peta, and I think you should get the whole family bucket. I mean, does that? It, it, does yeah, that but, qualify as censored stuff? And well, I'm not really worried about that so much as if you look up the actual history of PETA and all that, it'll surprise you. Even people that are, you know, pro uh pro PETA, I guess you would say, or whatever, if you if you really look up their history and some of the things that they've done in the more recent past, uh, let's just say that they're not always on the side of the animals. Yeah, but that's right. But, but you know, people watching our show and all of us, you know, we all believe different things. We have different ideologies on subject matters. But, I mean, this censorship thing and trying to steer people and steer what you believe, steer what you thought, shouldn't we all be able to just have a discussion and say whether or not, you know, we should eat chicken or not eat chicken? Why is it that it, it, it's got to be controlled? Why, why do they have to control that? Well, I, I can answer that simply and answer it with a conservative answer because we don't control the platform. It's not our dollars. So if we want to do that, that's fine. We can switch platforms to Rumble, and as long as we don't violate their terms of service, or we can roll out our own. I could broadcast 
straight to our website. The problem is everybody is on. We have to go to where the people are. And right now, king of the hill of that is still, as much as we don't necessarily like it or, or do, it doesn't matter, uh, king of the hill is still Facebook. But But is speech, is speech really anybody's content? Is it really Facebook's it is, content? It is to, when we're coming across their platform and their money that they've spent, whether it's investor money or not, it doesn't matter, to design the programs and pay the developers and all that. Now, like Facebook or not, I'm not defending Zuckerberg either. I'm just a capitalist pure at heart. So, But, but I'm saying they, they, want, they want people to come on, create right. content, and talk, but they only want you to talk but, about what well, they want you to talk if about. If we don't like that, then we can choose to take our toys and go somewhere else. Well, and and we, we do. We broadcast on YouTube, and we've gotten we dinged by YouTube, mainly for music. And we can broadcast on Rumble. We we do. It's not live on Rumble. Um, you know, so I, I'm not trying to, again, I'm not trying to defend Zuckerberg and da-da-da-da-da. I'm just saying you ha- we can't have our cake and eat it, too. And that's the problem. Everybody wants to scream about censorship and, oh, 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 well, to me, if the federal government or the state or the local government was suppressing our speech, that's one thing because they have the authority with guns. Now, they will have a gunfight well, if well, they, they come to my house, well, been, but Zuckerberg doesn't. Doing, I could take my toys and go somewhere else. They've been else. doing that, Rex. Who? They've been doing that. The government. They've been oh, paying well, yeah, Facebook they, and paying Twitter to, to censor everybody's speech, but I'm just saying. Well, that I, is true, I, I and that's an, that's another related conversation. I understand what you're saying, and I, I agree, the capitalists in me, I agree. If they're a business, they should be able to control their business. But when it comes to being in the business of speech, which this is, this is speech, and if a person wants to say what they believe, I don't. I'm, I I got to tell you, I'm I'm not on the side of them being able to censor that. I'm kind of thinking well, that maybe this wasn't actually censorship. I got to look into that link because it's actually dealing with their ad policy, and I, well, yeah, but, it may have to deal with paid sponsorships or something. But we're not even running any ads, so it doesn't matter. I don't well, know why they sent well, us that. Well, that's right. But if so. they're in the business of a speech platform. I don't know that they should be able to censor the speech. I mean, censor whether you can run ads, censor whether or not whatever, but I don't know that they should be able to censor speech. Eh. If if it's my platform and my money, I make the rules. He who hath the gold maketh the rules. All right. Speaking of uh, that, let's pay a few bills around here. So let's go ahead and let's do our countdown and intro and all that. That's going to take about two and a half minutes. We've got 40 people watching. We need to try to get our viewer numbers up. So we ask every one of you that during this little intermission for about two and a half or three minutes, you share, tag, go get you some popcorn real quick, get you a stiff drink or whatever you want. I'm drinking iced tea. Um, and we'll be back in about three minutes. How about that, dude? Let's do it. All right. They feel helpless. They don't feel heard. They have nowhere to turn. In all honesty, you know, we try to lay low a little bit um, because of the fear that we would not be able to camp there. And I titled it A Shot Across the Bow of the Good Old Boys. Hello, everybody. I've, uh, I don't think I've ever done a video before on here, but uh, yeah, I wanted to tell y'all what frustrates me a little bit about permits. Cockroach of the Week is... Drum roll, please. Allie 
Feaster Smith. We can't be apathetic about what's going on in our state. We have to all pull up our bootstraps and get on, on top of this. So you're right. There's a problem out there. I mean, and, and man, you can see it everywhere. Well, look, we, we have allowed government to become our wherewithal to everything. Well, I, I've not heard my name in stable or Baton Rouge in stable in the same sentence in a long time. <laughs> you're, you're about to be killed by his Zamboni. Or you're going to die in five minutes. This Bossier Watch live broadcast is brought to you by David B. Womack for all your contracting and construction needs. The Outdoor News, fishing and outdoors for our area. Acadiana Mortgage, over 23 years in the mortgage business. Pelican Training and Consulting is an IWTP customized training provider with over 25 years of success to show for it. Call them for a free consultation today. Pelican Training and Consulting matches employers with 50-plus employees with training dollars. Smarter Geek, making technology easier. And the many supporters, donations, and folks sharing information and watching out for Bozier. Now, grab your popcorn and a drink. Here we go. Oh, that's not a, <laughs> That's not even a... Uh, that's not even a real email, Duke. What? Are you saying it's fake? Yeah, I am. Hold on a second. Oh. <clears throat> okay, so let me see if I can zoom this up off the cuff. Um, I run into this all the time. So this is the email that you're talking about. It says, Dear Mady user Bozier Watch, some of the content on your page violates our terms and conditions. I mean, we're not advertising. Number one is the first clue. The second clue is... You know, it wouldn't let it let me click and go to that link. And, you know, I mean, you and I are both admins on the page, of course. But also, if you look up here, this is, look at that reply address. That is not, I know it's hard to see on the screen, but that is not a legit Facebook email. So that's a scam. <clears throat> well, I defer all of that to my tech compadre, to, and I don't go any further than that. But I will say, 
I can tell you how to get censored if you want to. <laughs> we can just ask a certain person named Carol Lowry <laughs> how to do that as well. We can get it from the professional. But but I shouldn't be scared to say the name of a former vice president's son who left a laptop in some computer guru's shop to be repaired that had stuff all on it that is said to be uh you know a lot of damning stuff i should be able to talk about that i should be able to say it wrecked without fear of us getting our show canceled but wait a minute i had one of our watchers and viewers call me yesterday it was like a two-hour marathon phone call and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna divulge who it was yeah oh i was called or we were called bullies commies and associated with Hitler in a span of like 15 minutes of this phone call. All right, bullies and commies. I mean, I I don't know which one of us would be the commie, but the bully, I mean, that's definitely you. You're the bully. But um, And not and what not was the just other one? You, Did well, you say Hitler? Yeah, Hitler. Hitler was so brought they, up in the con- in a span they, of 15 minutes. Did they say we were like Hitler youth or something? No, like Hitler Hitler. Now, all right. So, let me get on my soul. Let me get on my soul. No, straight up said commie and Hitler. I mean, no allusion to it. I have these debates with liberal Democrats around Bozier and Shreveport all the time who accuse conservatives or limited government types of being brown shirts. That's always, they say, oh, if you're a mega Republican, you're a brown shirt. You're a brown shirt. I hear that all the time from liberal Democrats. Well, it's even... You're going to get a rise out of this. So I just changed and put the little pointy finger towards the topic that we're talking about. This person called us bullies, commies, and associated us with Hitler and the Germans because we've hurt Queen David's feelings, apparently. It's being a bully for us to call David. King is okay. King is okay. But we can't call him Queen. Well, why can we not have a Queen? I, it, it's harmful and hurtful to his children, apparently, is the, uh, the illusion that was made. So I'm Hitler if I equate him to be a Queen and not a King. <laughs> yeah, I'm not <laughs> kidding you at all. Now, this same person, though... I said, you know what, after this went on for an hour and a half, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, you're right. I'm going to turn over a new leaf because I I just can't, yeah, I can't in good conscience continue to criticize people. So I'm no longer going to criticize Mike Johnson either because that might be harmful to his children as well. Now, we never say anything about anybody's family. We've been very clear about that. We don't talk about families. We just talk about people specifically related to politics. All right. So wait, oh, wait a minute. Here, here, you, you, wait, you, I'm on a roll you, right now. You might have been getting a little carried away there a little bit. No, 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 sure dude. You, That's, you sure you wasn't caught up in the moment? No, I'm telling you verbatim. Okay. I took notes. Okay. So I'm going to tell you this, too. So the deal is if... We quit calling out David and calling him King David or Queen David just to make political fun of him. Well, we need to do the same thing and quit calling out Jerkovich and Mike Johnson and everybody else. 
But this same person, oh, they didn't want to have any of that because they're also, this person is very critical of Mike Johnson as well. And so I told this person to be careful what this person was wishing for one way or the other because they might just get it. Well, last I recall, I mean, with Jerkovich and First Church, I mean, I thought our reporting on Jerkovich and First Church has been favorable in our last recent shows. I thought, I mean, I, I thought we I were being say balanced. On, on balance, it has been favorable, but it's just a hypocrisy that kills me because the same person likes to call or send messages periodically when this person wants to use us as a weapon, so to speak, and and feed information. But, oh, no, 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 no. When it's about somebody that this person supports, oh, well, we can't have any of that. And you know who you are, and I'm calling you out without calling you out. Well, I mean, look, when we started the show again, we said there ain't no stone, no place that we won't go. In fact, right. I had a conversation today. Ugh. <laughs> foot and mouth whatever okay no but there's no place that we said there's no place we won't go and i think you know i, I like I, somebody who ran for police jury not long ago he made a facebook post and he was saying you know talking about us saying those guys you know they've ran almost everybody in the whole parish down the road or what have you mm -hmm. well you know what i mean a lot of people deserve being run down the road, but yeah, tell us something that, we don't already know. We know I, yeah. we have, and it's not us. I mean, I don't know that we're personally attacking them as human beings, no. but except for that, some of them are just totally corrupt and deserve attacking. But for the most part, and the majority of everybody, we're not attacking them personally. We're attacking, you know their ideals of being a public servant and right. there's too many people or their abuses of being a public servant let's put it that the way. abuses yeah. you know I, I don't care it, what king david queen david does in his spare time i don't care what jacobs does in his spare time except that i mentioned he's the former judge but that's political i, I don't care what jerkovich does in his spare time now, i really don't now now here's what i want to know so you know, with everybody watching, me and Rex are just kind of going at it, been wondering what y'all are thinking. We got to drag y'all yeah. into this. So, if yeah. are, we are, are we bullies, are we commies, and, and are we and related gonna, to Hitler? Well, we got to use Queen David since he's the example and he's the subject that's being discussed here. If we're talking about, you know, Queen David has been in Bozier politics as a councilman for, I mean, what, uh, 20 to 30 years now. And as a result of him being in politics for 20 to 30 years, he all of a sudden, just by chance, writes the insurance for the police jury, as I understand it, the Cypress District, the port, and I don't even know what other bodies that he writes for. How much, I don't, I mean, how did he get lucky into all of that? Well, you know, specifically, he, it's specifically. How does that happen? And, 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 and if we talk about that, Rex, does that make us Hitler? Does that make it's, us bullies? It's just calling him queen. King was fine. And, and see, here, here's the rub is King, even though we're using it rhetorically, King has an association with at least some power. And so this hypocritical person that called me didn't want us to use the word 
queen because, as you know, as a bona fide male, and I'm a bona fide male, and we're full of testosterone and have no problem with our pronoun usage, uh, if we call somebody queen, then that would be an aspersion to that person. But here's what I'll remind the hypocrite that called. Uh, if we're going to go down that road, then we also need to try to squash all the political cartoons for the last couple of hundred years. Really? I mean, doing caricatures of people. I mean, I, I on the show event listing, I had the, you know a cartoon caricature of Queen David on there. And I, it, it just ticked me off. So again, I want to ask everybody, are we bullies? Because, look, King David's got plenty of platform. I'll remind everybody that King, well, look, Queen David, notice I'm bouncing back and forth between the terminology, uh, but King and Queen David has plenty of platform and actually does actively, I would argue, if we're going to use a stupid word bully uh, in the context of adults, bully people around from the city councilman's chair. How many times have we seen him point of order somebody into submission? So anyway, I'll, I'll well, get off my soapbox, but I'm not having any of that. Well, you know, I, I think Juliana Parks even described us as being a bully. Did you know that? I, well, I think she throw said that term, think And that's the problem. That term gets thrown. And that's why when I say I can't stand the word, that's why I say that, because it gets thrown around so much that it literally gets watered down so that the true acts of bullying, as we've seen in a lot of our schools and, and not just the Bossier school system, a lot of the school systems across oh, the it's, country. It's, it's the conservative. It, it, it's like saying you're a conservative. Every freaking body is a Tommy right. Chandler is a conservative. Yeah, right. Well, Everybody's I, a conservative. Hey. Well, we'll talk about that some more when we when we show the city council meeting. But I, I have something that may something to say about Tommy that may shock you. <laughs> what did he call us Hitler too? <laughs> no, he didn't. But we'll talk about it. So anyway, I, again, you know, you know who you are. I know you're watching the show. Even if you're not watching it live, you'll get the replay, and you're welcome to come on the show anytime. Let's just put it that well, way. Well, I think, look, okay, me and you may disagree a little bit, Rex, but I think Facebook, Facebook is censoring people. I mean, they, my wife, every, I mean, it's like once a week she's in Facebook jail because yeah, she, but she, she tries, she's really good yeah, at it. She tries really hard. She is an expert. She is. But I'm just saying on all the other platforms, they've done subscribe to the idea. You know what? Just let it all. All we, all we are is the business to provide a platform to where people can give opinions and we're not going to jump in there, you know, and we're not going to play referee on it. We're just going to let it go. But Facebook is still doing the bidding of someone to say what's right and what's wrong on your opinion and trying to steer well, it. The truth but, is, but, though, as big a fan as I am of YouTube, YouTube still does that as well. Well, that's that's right. That's right. But not not. I mean, they haven't, except for uh, music or whatever, they haven't hit us on anything. I mean, we talk about the, co yeah. the COVID stuff. We talk about that. They haven't hit us for that. We talk about Republican Democrat stuff. They haven't. They've let it go. 
that's all good to me, you know, that right. you're not jumping in there. But, but if we use a, a song out of somebody that has a patent on it or, or patent infringement or whatever, you know, I get that cut. I respect that. I do. Mm -hmm. But Facebook, if we talk about something politically that they don't like, they will cut us out. So again, we're capitalists. I'm saying to everybody, you need to try to wean yourself off Facebook. And I think people, if our show, if you like our content and you want to hear more about what goes on in your local politics, you should consider and expand your horizon and start trying to watch us through YouTube or even Rumble. You know, try to start watching us on those platforms. And, and Facebook, that's how they get the message. You stop using them and you stop doing it, they're going to stop doing what they're doing because they realize there's a cause and effect. Right. Yeah, that's that's true. And I wouldn't argue that at all, because, you know, with the YouTube platform, Facebook, Facebook's made it exceedingly difficult for people to watch content without signing in your account because they want to track you and know what you're doing and all that. And, you know, it's part of it. You, you actually are aware of that because you agree to those terms of service that nobody reads, at least with YouTube, although Google's arguably tracking you if you're signed into your Gmail or face or, or uh, Google account or anything like that. But at least with YouTube. I can go and do, you know, an alternative browser in private or incognito mode, and I can watch the YouTube version of, of the show without uh, Google tracking me, without having to sign into an account. Now, there will be some ads surrounding it because we're not monetized. Uh, well, anyway, that's a whole other story. But um, so at least with YouTube, we're able to do that or viewers are able to do that so from that perspective yeah i encourage everybody to go to youtube because we're going to publish on both platforms as long as they'll let us yeah exactly and so anyway we beat that to a pulp and i'm sorry it's my fault i keep getting off on that but no i'm the one that got on my soapbox but i can't stand hypocrisy yeah well so tonight's show guys what there there's some of the local politics you know uh, there seemed to be some big kerfuffle on Swan Lake Road today, with a with a red light down there, and we're yeah, going to cover that. Right. <laughs> yeah, and are we going to go down the uh, Cypress District path a little bit? Maybe some of it. No, are we going to go down the path that leads to a front end loader and backhoe? We we can, you know, uh, public resources being used you know, potentially uh, against the law. Um, yeah, the same person that called me was also clueless and thought that the Cypress District issue was just about, <laughs> was just about the, the watered-down legislation that Doty tried to pass. And I give Doty full credit for at least putting the legislation okay. forward. I, I'm not faulting her, really, because the legislation got watered okay. down by the lobbyists. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, you're jumping off into some. I'm way off. Yeah. I wasn't going there. Well, yeah. well, here's what I would ask everybody watching the show. Do y'all want to see, do y'all want to see some illegal activity tonight? Do you want to see video? Hmm. That do, sounds do interesting. I'm intrigued. I'm just wondering if the people watching our show, if y'all care to see something at least, you know, is allegedly against the law. I mean, hmm. you know, speak up in the comments, let us know. If you want to see it, maybe we'll show it tonight. I yeah. mean, uh, but hey, also, you know, I, I hear it is just a Tahoe frenzy in Bossier City. I mean, it's just everybody uh -huh. down. 
I've heard this too. What is going on? I mean, is there like some deal with, with General Motors or Chevrolet or, well, the same company that we don't know about? What's the deal? I think everybody is jockeying for a Tahoe. Literally, they're jockeying for who gets the new Tahoe and then who gets the leftover Tahoes. That's what I think this it's it's going nuts. It's Tahoe. It's a Tahoe frenzy in Bossier City. Hmm. 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 Well, that should be interesting. Maybe we'll have to call out all the Tahoe people. Yeah. Well, uh, Michael Ferris says Rex is wide open this evening. Oh yeah, it's going to be hard to keep up with him, Michael oh, Ferris. I'm going to tell you. Filter is almost removed. I'm I'm still trying to play nicely in the sandbox, but my limit is about hit. Let's put well, it that hey, way. All right, anyway. Off and, my soapbox again, so. And there was a Bossier City Council meeting today, and yes, I would say. Yes, and it was a doozy. Yeah, there were shots fired down there, and we're going to cover that. So. All right, well, what do we want to hit first? Shall we show the illegal stuff first? No, no, no. We can't do that. We have to drag that all the way out to the end and make these folks sit here for two to three hours and watch us dribble on about other stuff in the city before we show oh, them yeah, the goods. Yeah, okay. We, we well, want to see. We want to see what their tolerance is, you know, for, <laughs> for watching the show. <laughs> yeah, for watching the show. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Swan all Lake right. Road. I I coined it the Swan Lake Road mutiny. The Swan Lake Road mutiny. So what what's the setup here? I know they've been. Working on, you know, the Swan Lake Interchange right there by, what is that called, Innovation Drive or whatever that road is. And I use it all the time, as a matter of fact, but uh, and 220. So I've been working on that, but what's the deal with it today? Well, Rex, I want to take you and all of our viewers back on a walk down memory lane. Remember me complaining about benton road and because the bridge was out and having to drive through benton you remember everybody was like you know what you need to get some cheese to go with that wine and in fact in fact i remember my co-host here taking the initiative to educate me on the zipper method remember that ah i do <laughs> remember something about a zipper method and I, it yeah. is technically correct and i can tell you it actually even one of my own sons was with me and he was like you know that actually works i was like yes but but the catch is everybody has to follow suit and as we all know there are some people i'm not going to mention names who are just vehemently opposed to being nice that's and they're not going to zipper I'm not contending that you were wrong because you were absolutely right. But the thing that I do remember was, was everybody was like, you know what? We need to get him and all the rest of them people that are all aggrieved of having to drive around because the bridge is out. We need to get them some cheese to go with that wine. That mm -hmm. I do remember. Yep. But as fate would have it, the shoe bees on the other foots now. Oh, really? Because this morning on, on Swan Lake Road, apparently that little red light that they put in right there at Innovation in Swan Lake, it had traffic backed up almost all the way to the Lakewood, you know, entrance there back on Swan Lake. Had it backed That's up almost all the way. That's, That's a pretty good ways. That's a pretty good ways. Wow. And people were wound up. Hmm. And, well, they should have left earlier for work. Well, if you'll go to Pat <laughs> that's Nunes, mean to say, I know. Well, maybe, maybe so. But 
if you'll go to cut one and six, I mean, right, there was me... quite a bit of dialogue in the Lakewood Homeowners Association, and it got really, really good. All right, let me see if I can get this pulled up here. Let's see. We need to do that. I need to get that out of there. Need to Some, go. Ooh, somebody to said somebody said uh, they they were too you know the parish is too busy working on tennis courts and walking paths to uh, adequately address that down there yeah. as it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, good point. Okay, so this is the Lakewood uh, private Facebook group. That's so, right. Uh, were you trolling or, or were you lurking? I should say lurking in the Lakewood group. Well, I was neither. I'm not a member of the Lakewood group, but okay. as fate would have it, there are people who are members of the Lakewood group that, you know, feel inclined to share what's going on on the Lakewood group. So if you go to the next slide, you'll see some of the dialogue that was taking place and we'll, we'll scroll through these a little bit. Yeah. So this is, uh, from, let me, I'm just going to set this over here and we'll leave it kind of over there. All right. Now, yeah, so All the first right. person there is uh, down a little bit. Who do we need to reach out to to discuss the nightmare of the Swan Lake Road light this morning? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Who do we need to contact so they know the timing needs to be reviewed? Now, wait a Hold on a second. Am I correct that they just lit up those red lights today? Or have they been have they been there for a while? I, I'm not really. It's been sure. within twenty, just twenty four hours. I think maybe they did it yeah, at midnight or something like that. Okay, because I know I drove through there the other day, and I can't remember how many days ago it was, and they were still literally working on the red light. So maybe they hadn't had time to time the daggum things yet. I don't know. Anyway, I'm giving no, them the benefit of doubt. Don't know. Well, well, Diane Provost Pang there. If you go back that one slide, okay, go back go one back. more. Diane Prang, this was the interesting point. Diane Prang says, <clears throat> Allison, uh, I can't pronounce her last name, I'm sorry. Juliana Parks, she is the one who championed for that light, my coworker said. She has already blasted an email to her office this morning. Hmm. Well, it's <laughs> nice to know we have a, uh, a, a well, a Julian for a, a police juror now, but that's okay. It's a so, cross. It's a cross between the good sheriff and the police juror. It's Juliana, but anyway. so anyway, they pointed out that's Juliana right. Parks's uh, light that she mm -hmm. was fighting to get that light or what have you. Maybe that I don't know. Um, go to the next slide. Okay, let me see if I let's see. That would be that one there. All right, so I'm gonna. So okay. a lot of people, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's some big accident that that's what's caused it." In fact, you even in the city council meeting in Bozier today, you had they talked about it. Yeah, you had the the man shack, you know, engineer extraordinaire saying, oh, well, it's a, a car wreck on an airline in Swan Lake, back traffic up all the way up there. That very, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> anyway, well, this lady says, I never saw any accident. You know, just the traffic trying to get through the light. Took me 30 minutes from Duckwater Landing to get through the light. I reached right. out to Juliana Parks and the city of Bozier. I was livid. I don't go airline or Benton Road anymore because of the horrible traffic. And until today, Swan Lake to die 20 was pretty smooth sailing. <laughs> well, you know what the amazing thing is, is I know these posts say 23 minutes and 55 minutes. And just now I'll assume that these were, you know, taken earlier today. But the amazing thing is now we have social media and you can literally be trapped at that red light. And posting this, 
Now, just think about that concept. That's true. And voicing your opinion, whether it's right or wrong. Uh, you know, and I'm not trying to say that, you know, this situation went bad, but apparently it was a wreck that caused an overflow of traffic there. And now, it bottlenecked. Well, you know, go to the next slide, and then and then we'll kind of move on and get through this pretty quick. But, you know, the the point was made. People started reaching out to, you know, Juliana Parks. Right. And, uh as well, they should. That's, you know, if that's your police juror. Yeah, scroll down or roll that up just a little bit. Let's see here. Um, no, go to the next that's, one. All right. Yeah, that one was cut four. Let me switch to cut five. There was one comment in here that really jumped out at me. Surely our police jury rep can address us. Yeah, that was that was the one, and then keeps going. And somebody again says there was an accident on airline at Wimple at seven thirty, and then another person says no accident in sight. The light is the, the light culprit. is the culprit, <laughs> right? Keep going to the next one. All right, is that blasted light? It it's got to be. <laughs> All right. Oh wait, we got to reroute WT Lewis now. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. Right. Cops over I there waving, Stonebridge waving cars. No, that's not it. Take, was that the last one? Uh, yes. Well, that was cut six, so I assume that's the last one. That was the last one. Well, as the story goes, it it was reported that Juliana Parks, you know, put out a statement or responded to somebody's quest query on the subject, and she said, "That's not her district," and that's an interesting response. Wow. That's an amazing response because I remember us talking about that and I have a link in the notes here, you know, specifically uh, where at one time that was her district. Well, not just that. I would like to remind all of our city councilmen and police jurors and other elected officials. um, And maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe somebody can correct me in the comments. Maybe I'm wrong for once in a while. Uh, is there any law that says once you're an elected official of, you know, whatever district or whatever area it may be, that you are to only represent those people? Now, wait a, wait a minute, Adolf. Hold up. <clears throat> you and I had this debate before, and you took the side of Juliana. You agreed with her. Wait, I did? I had you to be being facetious no sir facetious no sorry bob if you'll pull that link up you're going to remember it just like you were a member of the ss you're going to remember it wait a minute hold on a second let me find this link that you're talking about here the the bully that you are you're going to be like oh deja vu all right hold hold on i found it i got to get it copied and pasted over because i'm i'm not quite ready for this but let's see hold on well if i'd have known that i'd have just went ahead and pulled it up and shared my screen oh that's okay hold on see i gotta be a better a better compadre here and help help out i'm sorry folks i'm slacking i really am here we go let's see um let me see how i want to do this share my screen yeah let's do it that way oh okay is that what Uh, you wanted well, that's the cut of the district, and if you blow that thing up and you scroll down real small in that bottom mm-hmm. little corner right there where 220 is, and you see there, everything above I-220, which is that line right across the middle there, blue, your cursor, straight left, yeah. straight across, right yeah. there, 220. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
that's showing up as her district. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I think Innovation Drive and that red light is north of there. So, yeah, that is, in fact, her district. Oh, it is her current district, right? Uh, correct. Okay. Correct. So, got to see here. Did you well, pull up? Yes, you did. Huh. Okay. I may have made a mistake in the notes. Well, the well, cut. So, I want to know how, since my new name is Adolf, I want to know how uh, I supported Juliana. You've got well, me really intrigued now. I'm fixing to call your hand on that. Well, if you will go back through, remember during the campaign when she was running against Mindy Wardlow. And remember mm-hmm. at W.T. Lewis and Innovation Drive, mm-hmm. she was out there every morning helping the SRO direct traffic. Traffic right. was backed up and she was yeah. out during the campaign oh, yeah. helping right. direct traffic. Right. It was her district then during the campaign. But now that right. she's elected and you got a traffic <laughs> issue and innovation, the little drive, people, the peasants, it, you know, but, but you said you agreed with her about the need. And I mean, back then you, you agreed with her. Agreed with her about what? About I mean, uh, and elect- you may be about, right. about being elected official and getting out there and directing traffic. And she was helping out. I mean, I agree that so she should thing. help out. Yeah. 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 With that. Oh, okay. I thought you meant I agree with her that she should only represent no, her core constituents. No, no, oh, no. see, no, you, you almost had me on my soapbox again. I know. I was leading you. I right was. Up to the I edge. was getting ready to draw the I guns. I know you were. I know you were. And see, I was. You got to be careful because see, I'm tricky like that. But Adolf, look, where was she today? Well, she wasn't helping direct traffic today, now was she? Because it It didn't do her any good, politically. It wasn't her district today, so all you folks out there, I mean, look, I'm sorry. You know, what we're told is, is her claim is that wasn't her district. So it was during election time, but it's not now. But as Kaylee Larkin points out, did she get a Tahoe for that? Well, I mean, she was endorsed by uh, Tahoe Tommy. Now, Ken Jenkins uh, says, and... From YouTube comments, he was there at 7.30. There was no wreck. It's my understanding, but I could be wrong about this, that the wreck was, where was this wreck supposed to be? Was it on Airline Drive and they rerouted traffic or something? Well, you know, I think this is where Rimmer, you know, Doug Rimmer is proven to be correct. I think it was the deep state. The deep state. Well, if we'd have just had the tax increase that Rimmer wanted, we could have avoided all this. I mean, right, so Ruttenbuck at the Bo- Kaylee Larkin got a hold. Ruttenbuck at the city council meeting said today they were manually controlling the light. Yeah, he did say that. We're going to play he, that, folks. So that. all of you, all of you that are pissed off about the red light situation, you need to listen to Ruttenbuck. Uh, Kaylee Larkin also says the wreck was airline and Wimple and was moved to the gas station as soon as the last ambulance left. Anybody else have any details on this? Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Oh, uh, Ken Jenkins also says thank you for the comment. To be fair, there was someone from the company that installed them. Uh, sitting there monitoring maybe to figure out timing, obviously, in a heavy traffic situation. And Michael (laughs) Ferris says, "Uh uh-oh, next will be a $1.2 million traffic study. See, it's just more business for Rutten Buck and his man-check minions. 
Yeah, and there was a, a pretty uh, amazing number. I think it was uh, he gave a report today, and we'll cover that in a little bit, of $101 million in current projects ongoing. And it made me scratch my head, and I put it in the notes. I said, well, I wonder what uh, percentage, you know, and, and there's a lot of engineers watching our show. What is the normal engineering fee on all that? I'm, I'm wondering what Manchac's cut of $101 million is. Mm, that's a good question. And all these grants that they're supposed to be writing or whatever, I wonder if they're getting paid individually for the grants or how that's working. I meant to ask that in an earlier show and see if anybody knew the details. Well, well you know, Rex, um, I'm told that a lot of cities that have those grant writers hired, mm -hmm. that they actually don't pay them up front that those grant writers work off of a commission based off of the grants that they get wrote but yeah it depends your city, i can pose your city oh no that's not good enough for us we got to pay them and give them the percent well i can tell you firsthand having worked with some grant writers in the past on tech issues that it's a mixture but you're right most of them do get paid as a percentage of the grant you know basically like a commission so to speak um but some of them do get paid up front it, it varies or or get paid a certain amount up front it varies i am sliding down in this chair i hate that for you well well moving on okay enough on that red light at swan lake i mean you know hey the shoes on the other foot you know now you guys for one day, you you felt the anguish that us having to drive all the way up to Benton and having to face the zipper method had to go through. You got you a one day dose of it. Anyway, uh, I, hope I do I do want to give a piece of advice that uh, our uh, viewer and watcher Richard Harville says. He says a new red light is like a new restaurant. Avoid the area for at least six weeks. Well, there was another comment. I wanted to show it where somebody said, oh, great, now we're going to turn Swan Lake into the next Benton and Airline. Well, that may be true. And look, I'll be truthful. When I leave my house, I live on Hickory Ridge. So when I leave, which is just north of the uh, uh, Shed Road exit, I'm, I'm a half a mile from the Walmart little neighborhood marketplace right there. Anyway, it's, fa it's faster for me to take 220 eastbound loop around to the uh, racetrack and get back on I-20 and go through the gauntlet of bumps and potholes and all that than it is to try to go down Airline Drive or even Benton Road. It's faster for me to loop around by 220 and 20 or I-220 uh, and then, you know, around and all that. Anyway, I avoid them like the plague. It once took me an hour to get from 220 to I-20 on Airline Drive, a solid hour. <clears throat> well, everybody going up and down Benton Road and experiencing the zipper method, get ready because you're getting you another red light uh, right down there close to the water tower. So Benton Road's going to slow down a little bit more. Um, but moving along from that Rex, are we going to go mm -hmm. down the road of the proton mail? Well, we can. Uh, let me go down, and I guess I have to get caught up on the dadgum show. So, uh, are you talking about the Proton? Which cutter, which cutter are you talking well, about? I have my screen shared if you want to pop no. that up there. Um, Why, yes. Yes, I will. Let's see. I'm just going to click so it over. Last week, 
we talked about, and I can't make it small. Dad, well, hold, hold on. I can do that a little better. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Let me do this. Can't get ah. it there. Anyway, that's it. That's good enough. Yeah. So, as you know, we reported extensively on what took place with the peck, and right. uh, we were play, We played some of the audio, and, and what? Well, um, I don't have the date in front of me. I didn't write that down, but someone sent us an email, and this was what they sent us, and I think they sent this to us like a day or so before the peck. Actually, we took the action that we did on term limits, and the interesting mm -hmm. thing is there's what they said. A Republican peck so ignorant that even when their mayoral candidate promised to invert term limits, promised to have a new Bossier City Charter to balance the budget and to cut out the good old boy clandestine meetups, the Republican peck dumbasks <laughs> continue to support the liar, liar, pants on fire mayor. Imagine that. Well, imagine that, considering they're all part of the same group. Well, not all, not all the PEC members. Let me let me clarify, because you're obviously on the PEC and, and some other folks. Well, I wonder, whoever sent this meme, it was in an email that sent us this to us. I wonder if they think, as a result of our action of that meeting, if they feel the same way. Hmm. Um. I will say, and I think I said this in the show where we talked about the term limits in the, the press release from the PEC and the vote of the PEC, um, to quote somebody famous who told somebody else, well, famous around these parts anyway, um, the PEC is becoming irrelevant. That was a couple of years ago. You know, I see that vote on supporting term limits and bringing the issue to light in the press as bringing the PEC back to relevancy. Because let's face it, in the last year, you guys, you know, and I'm a former PEC member, but you guys now haven't been able to accomplish much. No, and, and it's it's moving in the right direction. You know, there's been a lot of things happened, and, and I, I would say that uh, a lot of eyes have been opened, and now things are going to be uh, kind of moving in the right direction, I, I'm, I'm thinking. So, you know, I, I think part of this originated because we did a show and we were talking about how uh, we needed to make a team, a team of people to do public information requests. And we were going to crowdsource, remember? And we got right. a lot of response from folks. Yes, and to did. those of you those of you that responded, we have you, I, I'm going to say it this way, in our queue, we have mm -hmm. you, your name, we have you as a volunteer to do that. And we are going to uh, uh, activate you. Yes. <laughs> We're going to activate you. It's going to happen. Just be patient with us. Yeah, just because we haven't responded or acknowledged necessarily yet, don't lose hope. Uh, we're getting to it. But as a result, I think, Rex, of that conversation, we started getting responses you know, that we were kind of complaining about, we started getting some responses to some of our public information requests. Was that because of, you know, our, our dialogue that we were having with you guys about, you know, crowdsourcing with all of you about public information requests? I don't know. My uh, my gut says that it it was because of that. I think it was. 
Uh, well, it could have been. And let me also say this, uh, just circling back to my soapbox for just half a minute. Uh, this same person also mentioned term limits and that, you know, uh, this person wasn't necessarily for term limits, blah, blah, blah. So I just want to throw that out there that, you know, not everybody and not even some people who claim to be conservatives are necessarily for term limits. They think that people ought to just build up whatever bureaucracy they want to build. That's right. Well, so there were quite a few other proton mails. This one meme was just kind of funny. It was kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't, maybe they knew what was going down. Maybe they didn't, maybe, maybe whatever, but they sent this and then there was some action happen. Um, you know, we've gotten some other proton email and one of them specifically was about a, a deputy chief with the Bossier City Police Department. You know, we didn't we didn't at the start of the show we didn't talk about that. We didn't mention that we were going to say anything about that. So you guys, if you know some Bossier City Police, you might say, "Hey, they're talking about Bossier City Police again." Mm-hmm. They kind of hadn't been in the news lately, but right. as it would turn out in the Proton Mail, we got an email that was giving us the story on a deputy chief you know, down there at the police department that is currently on administrative leave. Mm-hmm. And the the point to this is that, you know, that deputy chief was apparently a pro Chris Estes guy. And mm-hmm. now, interestingly, he's on administrative leave for policy violations. So what is what the policy the, violation could be. Is the headhunting now happening in Bozier? Is that is that what's happening? I don't know. Uh, did you catch during the meeting where they uh, they talked about the um, number of people entering the academy? I think was five, but they were still down like fifteen officers or something. Did you catch that? I did, and I also caught. I think Darby says to the mayor wanted to know something about what uh, their plan was and or did they have a plan to try to fill the vacancies and wanted to get a I want to think I, I hate to put words in his mouth but as I recall I think he was saying we wanted to get a report on what your plan is no yeah. his <laughs> plan is some... to spend the Sportran money but that's a whole other conversation we got to have when we show the city council meeting here in a minute yeah so Somebody just a second ago, Larry James Hawkins said, I am glued to my seat. (laughs) That's interesting. Hey, uh, while we're sitting here for just a second, uh, those of you on Facebook, I assume y'all can still hear us, but we did have one report that somebody didn't have sound. I think we're fine, so it's probably just your browser or your app. Maybe close out of your app completely or close out of your browser and come back in, check your speakers and all that. I think our sound level should actually be fine. Okay. Uh, here's a, I'm going to put this comment on the screen because, well, it's in the comments, so it's public. Val Baker says, I heard or read he pistol whipped his wife. Now, we have no confirmation on that, but does anybody, um, does anybody know exactly what happened and why was he placed on leave? So what about... Where are we going to go from here? Are we going to... I don't know. Uh, I'm ad-libbing. Gonna, I'm not even following the notes. I know you're not following the notes. So that's why I was like, you're enabling me to jump around here. I see on the notes on the screen, it says city council meeting. Do we want to go to the boring 
you know, city council meeting where, look, I got to tell you, I, on the city council meeting, mm-hmm. I, credit to the city council. I, I, I almost felt like, I hate to say this because I may be proven wrong, but it actually looked like a functional city council to me. Well, I got to say, and I'm going to throw this out there that uh, I was actually slightly, this is going to shock you. I was actually slightly, just slightly encouraged by Tommy. By Tommy? Yeah. He actually showed a little bit of kahunas. Well, yeah, he, he, yeah, okay. There's no way around it. I can't be a hypocrite. I can't, I can't denigrate him for not having kahunas. And when he actually shows some, albeit, you know, he was reading from a script prepared, I'm sure, by Amanda. So that's a whole other conversation about where he got the kahunas or really had them or not. But at least he did read that script, tried to, during the meeting. And it, and I, I, from Darby's response, it apparently okay. pissed a couple of people off. So I'll give well, him a little credit there. A little. I, you just know, a little. You know, you know what? I I will agree with. I will concede. You're right on that. You know, come thinking, looking at it that way. But but what I would contend is is he freaking read a prepared statement. Well, yeah, but look, it's either butcher, it's either him butcher and try uh, when he tries to talk off the cuff, or it's him butcher a prepared statement. At least butchering a prepared statement, he got it mostly okay. I just cannot seem to get comfortable tonight. Okay. I have another from an anonymous source via Proton Mail that uh, there is another uh, on the Uh-oh. on the on the uh, deputy chief being put on uh, leave. Um, <laughs> that I don't know where do we stop here at this on these Bye. allegations. Bye. 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 We stopped at uh, at somebody who was at Val Baker said he heard that the guy pistol whipped his wife. We have no again, we have no confirmation well, of that. Well, so I'm just throwing well, that out one, there. This one is totally different. This one's okay. totally different. This one see, says high-risk high warrants that involve multiple agencies, the targets were being warned before uh warrants were being executed. Well, that's like criminal probably, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean that wouldn't just policy violation. I think that would. There's probably a law against that. I mean, maybe not. I, maybe not. I mean, but but my understanding is is that this deputy chief has been there almost thirty years. I mean, I know who it is, and he was there when I was there. I mean, when mm-hmm. I was a fireman, he was down there, and I I always knew him to be nothing but upstanding. But then, I mean, look, we had another officer that look what look what happened just a few months ago. Yeah, that's you know, true. I, okay. All right. Well, let's go. Yeah, let's go to the council meeting. I, I'm flying by the seat of my pants as usual and just following your lead. Let me see. Hold on. Let me switch this over. I, I mean, I guess, are you ready to go to the city council meeting? I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm I'm watching the comments here. Ruth Pope Johnson says, bring us in. Come on, man. I'm not sure exactly what she's talking about. <laughs> no, Ruth, I'm not pistol whipping my wife because she grabbed a pistol and whipped me back. Kaylee Let's Larkin see. says, hence the feds rolling through a few months ago. Go. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. 
kahunas or cojones Michael Ferris asked. It could go either way. Um, well, uh, well, the council meeting is going to be extremely boring. I, I say well, we let's get let's get through it. Uh, unless, okay. I mean, okay. what else do you want to talk about? Let's sit here and and we'll, we'll figure it out well, I, in about thirty seconds. Let's figure okay. out what we want to do and have a plan and execute the plan. The, look, there is some really good stuff in the council meeting. Some humdingers. In fact, in right. my in my in the, my notes that I put in the notes, I put shots fired. So there was shots fired at Boulder City Council. Mm-hmm. But then we also have video of some things that rise to the level of, you know, breaking the law, in my opinion, in my eyes. But you said, but wait now, see, you're setting the anticipation of the end of the show. You've got me all worked up to make it to the end of the show so we can show that. But I don't know. You're killing me, Smalls. Is is all of these people going to hang with us to the end to see it? Or are they going to bail on us when we bore them with the council meeting? If they want to hang with us and see. I mean, and look, it's not like, you know, somebody's out there pistol whipping their wife illegal, but it is an illegal act Um, without a doubt. Well, yeah, pretty sure it is. Let's put it that way. Okay, let's go to the council meeting. Let's go to the council meeting. Let's go to the council meeting. Let me see if I can get this ginned up like it's supposed to. Okay. Bossier City Council meeting January 24th. All right. Um, you should be able uh, – yep. let's just – you want to start with the opening of the sealed bids? <sighs> nah, not really. I mean, there were 300 – there was four bids. One was 294000 one was 289000 one was 324000 and one was 331000 for, to erect this statue, monument, whatever it is, um, for Walter O'Bigby in the carriageway. Okay. way. I would okay. argue it's a stupid expense of money. So here's the debate. All of you watching, I mean, do y'all think we should be erecting monuments to historical figures of Bozier? And I would argue mm-hmm. that in this case, it's a historical figure and one who I would argue um, did good. I, I got to tell you, some of the things that this individual that they're proposing to make a statue to, they did some really good things for the state in the legislature, arguably some of the most important things that may have saved this state in some senses. So I respect I respect this person. Um, but to the point of should we be erecting monuments or not? I mean, we see now that society, you know, people had the idea of erecting monuments in the past, you know, a couple of centuries ago. And now you see today a new society is busy trying to tear those monuments down and tear that history down. A century from now in Bozier, is anybody going to remember, you know, these people and their contribution? And are they going to be wanting to tear these statues down? Should we really be building monuments i mean that's the question well and not just that let's say hypothetically speaking and again this is just hypothetical that somebody goes back into you know walter bigby's past and finds some statement that he made or or some action that he took that is worthy of cancel culture and then we have to tear the monument down or we have to pay for the maintenance for it you know when people go out there and denigrate the monument and, you know, damage the monument. I mean, I just, I can think of a thousand other things that 
$300,000, or, or if they go with the lowest bid, $289,000, I can think of a lot of other things that that money should be spent on. Now, Adolph, listen. <clears throat> some people are making some really good comments here, and it, it gave me a thought, you know, mm -hmm. like Jeremy Gallman says, for it to be removed la later. Kaylee Larkin says, he got a whole damn roadway named after him. He doesn't need a statue. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know? Julie Ferris says they got roundabouts, and then right. Ruth Pope Johnson isn't isn't the Parkway named after him? You know, well, wait. Our good friend Barry Butler from the Butler Report he brings up a good point, did, and I have no idea. But did the family own slaves in the past? Did any of the relatives of the family own slaves in the past? That's going to get out the council uh, council culture. But 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 look, I want to go back, Rex. You know, you started the show talking about a subject matter and and hypocrisy and all those things. I'm just wondering, you know, look, a lot of people before all of us, before all of us were born, you know, you a lot of you may have been residents of Bozier. You may have been I was born in Bozier Medical Center, right there off Shed Road and Airline. That's where I was born. I'm I'm mm -hmm. I'm a Bozier guy. Rex, I know you wouldn't. A lot of our viewers may not have been. But if you were, to the people that came before us in Bozier, I mean, since they were before us in Bozier, what do we what do we owe them? What do we since they, you know, developed a Benton Road, since they developed an airline drive, since they developed a infrastructure. Oh, wait a minute. Or, what did they I'm develop it with? Well, but but I I'm what did they develop it with? What are the limits of what the future owes the past? Uh, and look, there are going to be people who, who we, may go we, back and pull up a Facebook post I made in defense of not pulling down the existing monuments like the one over okay, in Caddo. Me, and, and look, by the way, and I've said this before on the show and I'll say it again, there's a monument sitting up there at the Bozier Parish Courthouse, and I'm surprised the council culture hasn't got in on that one. But Okay, well, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm trying to make a point here, and I'm not articulating okay. it correctly. I'm, I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm asking, if you were in public service or you served before anybody else came along, if you did some good, does that entitle you to and you and your offspring to spoils in the future? No. Does, not, not in my opinion. It? I'll answer it right off the bat. Nope. Well, does because, everybody watching this show, do y'all believe that? Do you think that because if you had this, a family member, if you had a family member, this is a bad example. This is a bad I, I've got look. a good example to use. This mystery caller, well, it's not a mystery to me, but this mystery caller used that in defense of Queen David. Well, because David's family has been so good and built so much, you know, of Bozier and blah, 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 put my hip waders on, that we should cut Queen David some slack. It's the same it argument is, you're trying to make. Well, I'm, And I know you're just presenting it out there. I'm not saying you're, you're supporting it, but I'm... Well, well, here's the thing, because I'm thinking in my mind, I'm trying to think how, it's, how to say it here, okay? My grandfather was in the Hell on Wheels division with Patton in World War II. Mm -hmm. Right. Does that entitle me? Does that entitle me to anything? Well, Being that, his if it, if it does, does it, it would make you entitled. Am I due reparations or something? 
Well, you can but, always but if, ask. The answer might be no. But but if 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 I was a legislator in the past and I was responsible for for some significant legislation that that arguably shaped and benefited the state of Louisiana, maybe more so than any other policy thing that came across, does that entitle me and my family to any, you know, benefit in the future? Does it? You know my answer, so we'll let everybody uh we'll let everybody comment and see what you think. See what the viewers I, think. Yeah, and I, and I know you're so speaking either. you're speaking hypothetically, so I, I get it. So I would say that you know, obviously my opinion is no, they don't. So I mean, of course, from that perspective, you know, now if this person or family uh, had built the parkway or the extension with their own personal money, absolutely they can have it named after them. If Walt Bigby Jr. wants to come out of his pocket or maybe he can call Lee Ayers and get Lee Ayers to donate some money that they made off the Cypress District, if he wants to pay out of his pocket to build the statue and monument, and name it after Walt or Walter Walter O. Bigby. Go right ahead. Well, I'm not. I I mean, since we've thrown some names out there, I'm not taking anything away from the contribution that you know Walt Bigby made. You know, I I'm not. I sure, mean, because I, the man deserves respect, and he 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 does. Hat tip. Right. I mean, he did really great, but I can tell you the stuff that, that I did as a fireman and the stuff that I know firemen and policemen that have done, we don't, we don't want any, we don't want any respect for that. We don't, we don't desire to have a statue after us. I mean, you know, no, that that's what public service is about. You don't, you don't seek recognition for those things. Yeah, he's he's not here anymore. He's passed or what have you. But this this uh, the the parkway is named after him, and this effort to put a statue. I mean, well, we're we're in tough times. I don't know that statues are the appropriate thing to be doing here. And when we get to the Cypress District here in just a minute, I mean, I'm wondering what Walt Bigby would say. What would he say about what has went on? What would he say about the people that are heralding that we need to have a statue? I don't. I, think I don't he, know. I think he would be. I think he would agree with us and the people watching the show. I, I I I never met the man. Don't even know him. Don't know anything about him. I think he would agree with us. I do. Maybe so. I, I obviously don't know him, and, and honestly, I don't know a lot of his history and and the things that he accomplished. Um. But I agree. Who who made that? Uh, yeah, with Ruth Pope uh, Johnston, who says it's just a knee jerk reaction to spend three hundred thousand on a statue. Ask yourself who benefits. It's not the family. All right. So let's go ahead and let's play the comments from Alice Boyer because she had some great comments over the motion to spend the money or or the opening of the bids. Rather, let me let me rephrase that. Um, what do you say we go ahead and play that? Yes. All right. Here we go. 
My name is Alice Boyer. My address is 5041 Highway 80 in Houghton. I'm, I'm coming to speak in opposition to this statue. On, on this bid that we just did? Well, actually, to the statue itself. Is that possible? Of, of the bidding process you're no, talking about? No, what about the actual statue itself. What statue is that? Aren't this these monument. bids for the statue? The statue, the monument. The okay. monument. Okay. Go yeah. Go ahead, ma'am. I'm a little bit confused about why we are even erecting this, since over the past few years we've had numerous statues taken down. Even in the state, there have been statues taken down. In New Orleans, many. So I'm not quite sure why there's a value placed on this. And I'm just wondering what the benefit of it is. I mean, we don't, idolatry should not be included in our city, you know, functions, it seems to me. Because I don't think that, you know, 90% of the people in this community are not going to care about a statue on a road that may even change its name in the near future. We've seen many roads Point. around here change names frequently. You know, and the thing is, the, th the thing that people really care about, you know, probably 90% of the community is going to be, you know, their leisure areas and parks. I wish we would maintain, upgrade, improve, make safer from predators and make them exemplary, make them something that, you know, people can be proud of. That statue is not gonna accomplish that. And, you know, if it wasn't important, there wouldn't be a majority of these recreational areas inside all of the subdivisions within the city and surrounding areas. You know, people care about the school districts, they care about the roads and the ease of travel around this city. They care about safe housing, they care about safe entertainment and shopping areas. You know, they, they don't want government overreach. And you know, it, it's not about the statues. You know, nobody's gonna care about that. And there's a couple of other issues I, you know, I probably shouldn't even speak about right now because it's not pertaining to the exact subject, but it's all relevant. You know, because, you know, there are some things that are, there are decisions made by this council that affect very few people in this community. And I'm just kind of asking y'all to refocus on what the community, what's important for the community and the people within it. Because that statue, I may not live within the city limits, but I'm gonna be passing it and I'm gonna know how much got spent on that and wish that it was spent on something other than. So I'm asking y'all to, you know, refocus. And the only other thing I wanna add, one thing, I'm, not, I'm gonna eliminate a couple of other items, but I'm also gonna say that people do care about the term limit issue. But thank you all very much for letting me speak about it. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for your <laughs> comment. Very articulate, very well-spoken, very calm. I think she did a fabulous job, and she mentioned term limits. I, I think she did a fabulous job as well. I, I don't think that anybody expected, you know, uh, someone to come up there and say their piece on, on a dadgum monument or a statue, and she did exactly that. Yeah. Home run, and, and it would be you'd be hard pressed to argue with her. But guess who did argue with her? I'm guessing the queen didn't see it her way. 
The Queen. Okay, shall we listen to the Queen's soliloquy? Let let's let's hear it. Uh, and I want to know. Somebody try to keep count. How many times tonight can I say Queen David? If I'm going to be called Hitler, I'm going to have. It's going to be for a darn good reason. Okay, here we go. Okay, Adolf, just play it already. All right. To you, ma'am. Sit down, woman. For the record, if you could pull the minutes of when we um, went through the process of naming. Walter O. Bigby Carriageway, and there was a lengthy discussion regarding this. My fellow council member, Mr. Williams, and I had some good discussion about it, but I think it would be advantageous for people to understand the man that we're honoring um, that came from Bossier City and what he's done for this state. And if I'm not mistaken, from our history and the foundation of this country, we've always honored those people that have stood up for the people and done things. And uh, I would hate to see the day that we do not honor those men and women. Right out here, we have a monument. Phyllis, what's the name of it? It's for the, the female veteran. Female Veterans Memorial. And to me, that, that speaks a lot for the uh, female veterans of not only this community, but the United States of America, and I think that America. our monuments serve a purpose to remind us of those that have gone before us and what they've done to change our lives and provide for the freedoms that we each enjoy every day. So if you could, please, we'll have that available for anyone that would like to see um, the decision that was made and why it was made to honor this man from Bossier City. Yes, sir, I can have those available in, in my office. Thank you. And I'll also link it, um, make that notation on the minutes where it is on the website. Well, Thank you. All right. You know what, you know what I want to know? What's what that? I want to know is, is, you know, what monuments does the Queen think shouldn't be made? Right. Yeah, let, who, let's, who, who should let's we answer not the opposite question. Who, who should we not have monuments for? Right. I mean, he and, thinks and every book. Everybody that come before us, we should have a monument. I'm just wondering, who does he, who would he believe we shouldn't have a monument for? And if Queen David feels so strongly about that, then why didn't he put his own money where his mouth is? Use some of that money that you've made off these insurance policies and fund it yourself. I mean, something's got to go in the middle of that roundabout. So fund it yourself, David. And you're welcome. Again, you're welcome to come on the show anytime. I mean, naming the parkway after him wasn't enough. Now, I mean, what other monuments in Bossier are there of people? Well, here's a, here's a good suggestion from Ruth Rose Johnson. How about the ousted librarians in Bossier monument? Yes, maybe we should do that as well. <clears throat> Where does it end, though? That's that's the question. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm wondering if he's not bucking for a monument himself. I'm sure he is. He wouldn't turn well, it down if it was offered. Is is he going to be when the when the the debt burden of Bozier comes crashing in on everybody in Bozier? Is is he going to want Ooh. that monument recognizing him for that? Is is the that mountain, what he's saying? The mountain of debt monument. How about that, Duke? <clears throat> I'm just saying. I mean, guys, are are do y'all think that we're Nazis here? 
Are we bullies and Nazis on this subject? Well, you <laughs> called me Adolf at least three times now, so. We're, yeah, we're, border, we're borderline Nazis or commies, one of the two. And we're, according to the source, we're definitely bullies. Almost mm. slipped and said the name. Almost. Yeah, okay. you almost did. All right. Uh, and, uh, AJ and Manny Foy say give it 10 years and he will get them to rename it to him. Good point. Uh, Michael Ferris says the queen envisioning perhaps, dare we say, a statue for himself. And uh, what about the, Kaylee Larkin says, what about the longest serving uh, Bossier Parish official that doesn't live in the parish monument? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So how do y'all feel? I mean, y'all are sounding off in the comments already, but how do y'all feel? Is there anybody that's watching? And, and it's okay if you say it, you might get drug around a little bit through the comments, but is there anybody here that thinks that this monument is actually a good idea? And, and if you do, why? And you know, it's okay. Comment. We might talk about you a little bit, but you know. Well, I'm jumping ahead. You know what? Hey, something else that was on the uh, on the council meeting today was Sportran of all things, and our favorite hero, person, De Niro, Washington. Money, money, Washington. Yeah, that's right. But but he had some allies today, Rex, and you were heralding one of them earlier as you know having finally stepped up and. Uh, I don't know, showed some backbone, maybe. Well, I, yeah, uh, he actually kind of, I hate to say it, but he kind of, he didn't outmaneuver. He just at least attempted a little political maneuvering. Granted, he, I'm sure, had to have Amanda to help him, or maybe, maybe he called his political advisor to help him out. Anyway, uh, so, you know, at, at least he got to stand on his own feet for just a second with a little help well let's listen to what he had to say what okay you, you you're gonna cue it up or you want me to bring it up here we go all right go ahead all right i, I just want to state some things uh, i'd like to take a moment to address the budget item since i've been approached and asked for my thoughts i campaigned on running the city like a business and i'd like to state for the record that while i'm open to renegotiating this contract i do not agree with the timing of this decision we are less than one month into our current year's budget. The city council has the authority to reduce the sport trans budget via ordinance. If the budget amendment is adopted, it would increase the city's general fund balance by $400,000. If this passes, I propose those dollars are used to hire additional Bossier City police officers as safety is one of my top priorities. And I know important safety is, is to, I don't have part of this safety is to our citizens. Other agencies could benefit from additional funding, such as the Bossier City Council on Aging, which provides vital services to our elderly population in the city. The City Council will make the final decision, and again, while I don't agree with the timing, I am focused, uh, focusing on making sure these funds will be used benefit all citizens of Bossier City. Wow. I, I think that Maggio I wasn't here last and Chris Smith because I wouldn't feel are shocked. I mean, they have. Oh, uh, look at Chris. He has an actual look of shock and and awe <laughs> that Tommy is actually speaking. <laughs> well, look I mean, at Free. Free's like looking down there. Says, "Dad, like, what the hell? Coming out, it's coming out of his face. It is." <laughs> Hang on. Let him finish. Let him finish. All right. But I watched the meeting and heard a council member state that there were budget concerns. I immediately went to our finance director and asked if there was something we need to be worried about. 
the city finances are in good shape. <clears throat> well, there y'all oh, go. Oh, really? So y'all heard it straight from the horse's ass's mouth. I mean, the horse's mouth. And again, giving him credit for actually having a few kahunas or whatever today. Um, city yeah, finances but, but, are fine. Jeff Saddle is completely wrong. Guys, he just he just said everything's fine. That mm -hmm. I mean, and I didn't cut I didn't cut him short. There's not a whole lot more dialogue. I'll click play here in just a second, and you can hear the rest of it. There's not really anything more. But he said everything's fine. So you you can all relax. I mean, there ain't nothing to worry about. Tommy Chandler said it's fine. Yeah, it's all good. That's all you need to know. Irrespective of the fact that. Uh... Hmm. How much is that stupid bond money? $50, $60 million at what percentage interest? But anyway, I digress. It, you know, Sad Isle's got to be wrong. According to Tahoe Tommy, former Amigo, everything's fine. So. Someone, someone's texting me. Pay raises for first responders would be nice. Haven't had one since 2016. Well, hmm. look. I'll give well, him credit for well, that. I mean, he did kind of box them in a little bit and mention the pay raises. But let me say this. They're already, uh, what, what's the deal? So refresh my memory here, Duke. Um, they can't get enough people into the academy. They have, what was it, 10 or 15 officers budgeted, but they can't get anybody into the academy really to hire them. Is that basically the case? Yeah, something like that. But I'm not but, articulating it perfectly, but now maybe if they're able to increase the pay rate, you know, the starting pay rate, arguably, maybe that would attract some new recruits. But but we're losing sight here. I mean, and to the person that texted me saying pay raise for first responders would be nice. Well, hey, I mean, look, we're told that some first responders have gotten pay raise. We're told that the fire chief and police chief both got like a $24,000 raise. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what y'all are talking about, but your fire chief is getting, got him a raise is what I'm told. Chief Zagoni. Yeah, they're handing out Tahoe's like they're Twinkies. I mean, I don't know what y'all are griping about. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I, I don't know. All right. so let me play let me play a little bit more of this see if tommy had anything else to say so i can close him off here mayor if i'm not mistaken i think i was in a meeting i think Mr. Uh oh Smith here we go meeting. listen Mr. nottingham was in a meeting with angela uh, and this was several months ago and we were for, we were for cutting some issues and that was one of them and you agreed then yes yeah, so i said i've been negotiating but i mean in this time in this time and y'all 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 approved the budget for $900,000. Now y'all cutting it in the second week. All right, so, okay. first, for, so first thing, good on Bubba Don for calling out the hypocrisy of Tommy being for it or against it before he was for it. I, I don't know, it's so confusing after the fiasco that we saw last year with Sportran, but I'll refresh my memory, Duke. Isn't Sportran giving away free bus rides didn't they say for like three years or am i imagining that no that that was a part of the thing and remember look i'm taking a walk down memory lane here too i remember 
uh, Chandler administration saying we ain't made no decisions and made no uh, confirmed anything with Sportran or whatever. And then all of a sudden we learn about there's these emails going back and forth with Amanda mm-hmm. and Sportran. And so then it turns right. out that they were dealing with Sportran. Oh, and, yeah. You know, so what is it? Now you've got Bubba Don calling the mayor out saying, hey, we were in a meeting we discussed amongst us things that we were going to cut and you agreed you were in the meeting we talked about this and you agreed he ca- he called him out right there and what at did the, tommy do at the risk of keeping the show clean this is like monkeys doing something in particular to footballs with tommy's administration but i give him credit at least he finally spoke up uh, i'll give him a little bit of credit where it's due all right. Um, Hang on then, a second. Hang okay, you second. you getting dinged get, again? Get to talking, but don't go too terribly far. Well, I was just going to go to where Brian Hammonds asked how much money was actually spent in 2022 on Sportran, so I don't think that'll get us too far ahead. Let's, let's jump ahead and listen to that question. It's like a few seconds ahead. All right, here we go. Is, is there any way we can have Ms. Williamson um, tell us how much we spent on Sportran last year? 2022 when we had a $900,000 budget for it. I think it's around 1.1, something like that, 1.2, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So they budgeted 900000 yeah, yeah, we haven't gotten our December bill yet, but we're... Um, we're over budget? We're roughly. Mm-hmm. Mm. And have we gotten a reason why we're over budget from Sportran? Mm-hmm. We get a detail attached to every bill showing what makes up the, um, what they're billing us for. So we do have support for the bills. Muchos Dineros, Washington. Thank you. All right, so I'll stop it right there. Muchos, Mucho, Muchos, yeah, Muchos Dineros, Washington. Big money. So you have me, uh, you have me wondering now. You are staring intently at those text messages that are dinging. This must be good. I'm had, and, I had somebody ask me if they can call in. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't care. Would it be our mutual friend? We couldn't be that lucky. Uh, Julie Ferris yeah. brings up a, a good point. So why is Bozier being charged anything? That's so Sportran can give away the bus rides. And Sportran, in turn, can pocket the money, so to speak. Okay. I have got to find the call-in number. Do you have Phone that number? Uh, I can get it. All right, so uh, just a second, folks. Yeah. Let's see if I can. Yeah, let's see if I can. So here's what quick. we got cooking, guys. We have a city councilman that wants to call in and clarify some of the comments and discussion that we're having right now. They're watching the show, or they watch the show, or somebody tagged or texted them, or something or another. Either way, I don't know if we said something wrong, or they want to clean up the subject matter or they want to clarify but they're wanting to call into the show so okay i just sent you a text with a call-in number let me get it ready on our end so they don't need to call in just yet give me about 20 seconds and i'll be ready Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
right, so okay. folks, all right, yeah, temporary pause. I'll be ready here in about 20 seconds, Duke. All right, so uh, you were going through Bubba Don called out the mayor. Um, mm-hmm. Did you play the Brian Hammonds? Yes, where asked, he asked asked how much was spent in 2022. Yes, and go ahead and go to the Miss Brown comments. Okay, what do you think? I want to. I want to. Sure, I want to address one question. So Michael Ferris said Hammonds asked why we were over budget. She she said she knew why, but never said why. It's pretty simple because they build more, <laughs> and I guess the city's just going to pay up. What budget? What they always do. Yeah, that's what they always do. Okay, we have an incoming call. Let me see if I can answer this. Uh, Come on. All right, can you hear us? Hello. Hello. Hello, Councilman. That sounds like a Chris Smith. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you doing? Doing great. Can everybody hear Chris pretty good? I hear him loud and clear. He sounds like he's in a box, but I hear him nonetheless. <laughs> uh, just trying, trying, to, trying to get, get out, out of this box. The mayor, mayor put, put us in this, this afternoon. Oh, yeah. so the mayor put you in a box. What kind of a box did he put you in? <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, look, real quick. Uh, I don't have very long, but uh, someone tagged me in y'all's uh, show tonight. And, uh, you know, I saw the topics and, just wanted to clarify what was going on. So uh, y'all tell me where you want to start. Well, I mean, obviously you were tagged in regards to uh, us talking about Sportran and uh, the mayor. I mean, look, I have my opinion on someone up there reading a prepared statement and I have my opinion on that, but he basically read a prepared statement and then uh, councilman, uh, Bubba Williams called him out and said, you know, look, we had a meeting. We all agreed on some cuts and you agreed. And he didn't, he gave a response, but he didn't deny that he, um, he agreed with the cuts. And, but, but today, obviously he didn't have a problem with those cuts. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm guessing that's what triggered you to call in. Yeah, so uh, so we, we have to rewind a little bit back to uh, early spring of last year. I was working on, uh, you know, one thing that I think is uh, a critical need that we need to address in the city is the, the pay of our first responders and our city employees. Um, you know, with Shreveport given a 13% pay increase earlier last year, it really moved uh, Boulder City Police Department to one of the lowest uh, in the area. Uh, Boulder City Fire Department, while not the lowest, isn't uh, isn't far up from the bottom. And then uh, our municipal employees. And so this is something that I'm very passionate about because, look, uh, I think Rex mentioned a second ago that uh, the police department's down 15 employees based on our Manning report that was given today. Uh, I think we have some in the academy, so I think that number, if I remember correctly, the chief said we're really down around eight as of right now. But since I've been on the council, that number has always fluctuated and kind of been between 10 to 18 
officers short at any given point. And, you know, one of the reasons is pay. It's, it's, it, they don't get paid enough. And so I got with the finance director, came up with a few different solutions on a pay, pay increase, whether it was uh, something very modest, something a little bit more robust, a sliding scale based on how much you make dependent, uh, dependent on how much of a raise you got, you know, just a few different ideas. And uh, I asked Councilman Williams to go with me and we met with the mayor, we met with the CAO, and we met with the finance director and, you know, presented my idea. This is great. How are we going to pay for it? Right. That's that's a, when you have a reoccurring expense, you got to figure out how you're going to pay for that. Right. Uh, so I, I, so I think I see where I think I see where this is going and it's starting to sound to me like somebody stole your idea or tried to. Correct. And so mm-hmm. uh, one of the one of the line items in the budget we looked at was sport trans. Could we could we make a cut here? Uh, because, you know, people are critical of Bossier City government and and some of it's right. And sometimes there may be a little too critical. But what's important is Bossier City has always kind of lived with inside of its budget. We don't run budget deficits um, like other municipalities. And so, you know, when you when you're going to increase your reoccurring expenses, you have to have a, a, a place where that money's going to come from. And so the sport train was one of the many line items that we looked at as a possible cut and the mayor was all on board with it. Um, and so then let's fast forward just a little bit to later spring, early summer. We start looking at the South Bossier route that is launched and that is live. Let's ignore the fiasco of launching that. Right. But I know we all remember that, but, uh, at the launch of the South Bossier route, it was decided that after its six-month trial, which was late September, early October, we would come back together, meet with Sportran, look at the numbers of not just the South Bossier route, but all of the routes in Bossier City. What is the actual usage of these routes and go from there? That meeting never happened. And so you may have heard, and I hope I'm not stealing y'all's thunder. I don't know if you if you mentioned this yet, your show, but you may have heard me question the president, uh, Mr. Darby, and Mr. Williams, and saying, "Have we not been trying to get a meeting set up?" And that was, you know, we had been asking. We were supposed to have this meeting in October. Things happened. It never happened. And so now we need to get this meeting set up. And it kind of fell on deaf ears. To where Mr. Williams just took it upon himself, scheduled the meeting himself with Sportran, mm-hmm. and well, so that thing they. In mucho dinero, mucho dinero's defense, you know, he had the knee surgery because he did inform you all of that during the city council meeting. So you know, I guess that would be the excuse. Well, I don't. Uh, to be completely frank, I don't think the administration ever made an attempt to schedule a meeting. Right. Right. Hmm. And so. Uh, and so, you know, th- then the meeting happened. So, you know, uh, I'm a little uh, frustrated at the at the notion that we just caught people off guard. We have been trying to have this meeting as a council for for weeks, if not months. Uh, and it kind of just fell on deaf ears. And so uh, we finally well, got Dene- a meeting Denaro, together. De Niro thought you were talking about him. He did. He did. And, you know, we did clarify that. I think he got a little offended by it, but 
uh, I wasn't. I was I was specifically talking to the administration um, in my comment. Uh, but that's you know that's where we're at. And and look, uh, uh, I have not spoken with the mayor. Uh, today was the first time I've seen him in probably a month. Uh, I have not spoken to him. I, to my recollection, I don't think he's spoken to any council member to his objection to this budget amendment. And so it it, it kind of is you know if you if you're opposed to it why not come speak to people right that's communication is is key when you're when you're in a position you know uh like the mayor's office well yeah but you're missing the point that's not that's not what his goal was and and I can uh, Amanda may have written that for him but he or they had to have some other help because there's another angle to what he did at the meeting there or what he was attempting to do and let's have his cake and eat it too. Right. And so, you know, what's what's important in in the in the statement that was read is, well, if you cut this money, we're going to go ahead and reallocate it to other projects. And if you know, if we if we are trying to trim out money to truly do something good, whether it's pay raises, whether it's just rebuilding our sh- our streets and our and our sidewalks, you know, you have to you have to try to actually save money and not just turn around and 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 write open the checkbook and write it to something else. You know that's well, not really how how it should work. Well, not when you're trying to pander to your base and you know be reelected as mayor. You're you're missing well, the point. You're coming at it from a from a logical standpoint, and I agree with you. But that's not where Tommy's coming from it. That was not the point of his whole little speech there. Right. And I get it. And look, at the end of the day, uh, politicians are going to do what politicians feel they have to do to get reelected. But what we should be doing is what is in the best interest of Bossier city. And, you know, you know, one thing that kind of gets me a little irritated is we get so distracted as elected officials on uh, on small potatoes and not to say that sport training is a small issue. It's not, it really is a very big complex issue, but we, we get distracted on $1.5 million for tennis courts and we're missing the big picture of things that need to get done, like rebuilding our infrastructure, like making sure our city employees are paid a livable wage, you know, and we kind of get distracted from these big things that we need to get accomplished. And, you know, if we're doing a little bit of self-examining, this council, as it sits today, um, you know, there's we haven't gotten a whole lot done. We finished a lot of projects from the previous administration. And so if we really want to set ourselves apart, we have to start focusing on the big issues and what is really going to move Bossier City forward and not do what we think is best politically. I, well, I agree true. with you. I agree with you, Chris. Just today, I was riding around in Bozier, and uh, actually, it was yesterday, and I went down a street, and I'm going to show you. can't see it on the video right now, but it is a, a, a mountain of debris on the side of one of the roads in Bozier. And, and you know, in the past, we did a, a show where we showed a lot of stuff, and we showed and talked about where uh, Councilman Maggio had put dumpsters down there in his district, at his own expense, collecting, you know, trash and debris down there. There's a lot of stuff. And the takeaway that I take from this that you're calling in about is the fact that 
you, Councilman Williams, y'all went and met with the mayor on, and, and you were seeking, if I'm understanding correctly what you're saying, you were seeking a way to try to uh, address pay and or manpower at the same time with public safety. You had ideas. And then today the mayor jumps up. He agreed. He agreed with you then. And he jumps up today and tries to claim, I mean, claim, claim that it was his idea is, is, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you again in a different way, but is that not what he did? Yeah, look, I I don't know what the, I don't know what the mayor's true intentions were, um, and you're being, you're being uh, and nice. I certainly I, do, I certainly don't want to speak for him, but uh, what I can tell you is there was a point in time where he was he was on board with the overall plan, um, and and something has changed, and that's fine, uh, but you know uh, I think that you know going forward. I would hope that he will have open lines of communication with the city council and let us know when you disagree with something or you, you want something to be different. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what, what his, what his overarching goal was. I think we can all uh, make our own assumptions uh, from what he said. I mean, his, his statement is now public on Facebook and, and in the news. And so, uh, you know, he's very clear in where he stands today and so now we just need to figure out how we're going to move forward um and again i would say we've pushed this issue off now till february 21st and i think that was the right issue i'm, I'm uh, uh thankful that my colleague mr hammonds made that motion uh you know that way we can we can maybe actually get a resolution that makes everybody happy but uh uh I think going forward, I would hope that the mayor will have open lines of communication with us so we can work together and not have to have these long drawn out debates. Uh, and we can actually focus on the things that people in Bossier want. People in Bossier want to know that they're safe. People in Bossier want their uh, roads to be smooth so they don't uh, you know, have damage on their cars. They want to be able to afford gas. They want to be able to have good quality of life. You know, these are the things that people want, and politicians seem to sometimes want to overcomplicate what the people want. And, you know, it, it's very, it really is very easy. They just want to feel safe. They want to have a nice city to live in, have nice, clean parks. And so I think we, we really need to refocus and, and try to accomplish some of these things that we all said, right? We all campaigned and said what we wanted to do. We just need to actually work together and get it done. I can't disagree with you uh, with that statement. But, you know, I'll just offer my two cents again is Tommy was doing this from a political standpoint, not from a true, you know, service to the community and service to the city of Bossier standpoint. That's all he was doing. Well, uh, I, I, I would hope that all of us are in these jobs um, to do what we feel is best for the Bozier, uh, for the city of Bossier. Um, ultimately, uh, I guess now in two years, the voters are going to get to say whether they believe in that mission and believe in our philosophy of, of doing what's best for, for Bossier. And, you know, we'll have to see what they say. But um, ultimately, we got to stop. We got to stop having these 1.5 million dollar tennis courts and 
and and and these issues that just distract us from the bigger issues that we have to accomplish. Well, Amen. Chris, I, I'm I mean, look, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, there's a lot of comments popping up, and I I, I got you on. You called, so I'm going to hit you with this. <laughs> um, okay, you were you were one of the amigos, and being one of the amigos you know one of the uh campaign uh things were term limits and uh you know we you know that we uh have articulated a lot of disgust with Bozier city and people who campaigned on term limits and not getting it done and you know that probably there's a uh, term limits effort ongoing now and uh, you, I, I know you know that I have a role in that. So I'm going to put you on the spot here with everybody watching the show. I mean, I see our numbers right around 100 total live viewers right now. I'm going to put you on the spot and say for all these 100 people, I'm going to ask you the question. Are you going to support the term limit effort or not? 100%. In fact, I will go a step further, Duke, and... uh uh, you know, I would like to be your first signature on that petition because I believe wholeheartedly that that is the right way to go um, in Bossier City and at all levels of government. Um, so, yes, 100 percent, I'm supportive of that movement. Well, you just made some brownie points again with us. Your your amigo status has been elevated again. Well, I, I appreciate that, guys. Look, I, I'm not I'm not doing anything for kudos or a pat on the back i got a beautiful wife who who loves me that pats me on the back every time uh she sees me do something she's my biggest cheerleader i just want to make sure that while i'm in while i have this opportunity to serve the city of Bossier, that i do so with integrity and that uh, i when i say i'm going to do something i'm going to work hard to do it um and that we are constantly working to move the city of Bossier forward well, we appreciate that, and uh, you know, uh, you you've got an addition to the family coming, correct? I do, I do. Uh, March second, me and my lovely wife will be welcoming our son Connor Preston Smith into the world. So we are extremely excited. Uh, his uh, his big sister is excited. So uh, we could not be more thrilled to uh, to add to the population of Bossier City. Congratulations. Well, Thank congratulations. You uh, well, I appreciate. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say congratulations, and uh, we appreciate you calling in and addressing that. I know that was uh, what you know, kind of what you wanted to address. You're welcome to talk about anything else you want to talk about. We'll keep you all night, but you you did say that you couldn't stay long, so I don't want to, uh, you know, abuse your time, as some of our friends say. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's really it. Uh, you know, I am an open book, uh, uh, but um, for those that don't know how to reach me, I'm very active on social media. You can you can find me there. Uh, you can email me, smithc at bossiercity.org. Uh, I'm a real estate agent, so my cell phone number is literally all over the Internet. It's not, it's not a secret, but if they need to get a hold of me, uh, best way to reach me is by my cell phone, which is 318 318- Eight four zero one five zero four. Call or text. Uh, if I don't answer, leave me a message. I'll call you back. But 
um, I, I am I am here. I'm available, and anything I can do to help anybody that's uh, that watches your show, please feel free to call me. You're welcome on the show anytime. All right, fellas, y'all have a great night. All right, you too. Thank you, sir. Well, where do we go from there? I don't know. I Let mean, me put his, uh, since he gave it out on the show, I'm going to put his uh, cell phone number up. And, you know, y'all don't abuse it too much, but uh, he did put it out there. So I'll go ahead and stick it up on the screen for a few minutes. He's He's got young kids and he's got a wife expecting. So y'all don't be calling, waking her up in the middle of the night. I mean, right. don't y'all be courteous. Um, that gum. Yeah. That was I good. Yeah. Yeah, and it, that was completely unplanned, so I'm glad to see that. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think. Is that the first time Chris has – I know Hammonds has come on. Is that the first time Chris has come on as a guest? I'm trying to think back. You know, he may have called in once before. Yeah, but I it, think he did. Maybe. I think he did, but but the fact that Chandler – now, that makes sense. Chandler was trying to hijack. Well, sure. Know, uh, that's what I'm. Nice. That's what I'm telling you is – Chandler outmaneuvered them politically. I'm telling you he did. Because that's the shot I would have called if I would have been advising him. So I got to tell y'all, if I was sitting here at this council meeting and I was Chris Smith, how did he sit there and just not want to rip Tommy Chandler's throat out for trying to, you know, steal his moment? Well, he sat there during this council meeting and he's like keeping his composure you know, like he's like ice, got ice water in his veins. Oh, uh, let me go back to this comment. I put I put it up on the screen. Who was it that said it? Oh, yeah. Our friend Ryan Haygood. And, and I actually agree with this. Chris needs to get tougher. So I agree from the standpoint that politically he needs to get tougher. But I understand, you know, he's he's trying to be professional and nice and all that. So I get where he's coming from. You know, my way of doing things is not necessarily the best way of doing it, especially politically. So, you know, from that standpoint, call him out. I, I mean, I would have turned around and said, wait a minute, Tommy, you know, but that's not the best way to do it. I got to tell you, well, I'm going to jump ahead real quick. Look, Darby, I put in the comments, shot fired. We're going to move on here a little bit. And okay. hat Let me Darby. Yeah, let me let me address Ryan Haygood's okay. comment. So he says he says Chandler didn't outmaneuver anyone with that mumbling ramble. Well, you have a good point, Ryan. I would agree with that also. Let me rephrase that. He attempted and theoretically could have outmaneuvered him had he not mumbled through it. But anyway, that's now, a whole other point. Now Larry Hawkins, he just nominated Chris Smith for the good cockroach of the week. Now we haven't had right. one in a long time. We haven't had so, one in a long time. Hmm. I think that's a pretty good nomination as it stands right now. But Yeah, but I would say it is. I want, hmm. I want y'all to hear, and I, I don't know, this may not come off right, but I want you to hear Darby, and he was kind of critical of De Niro. Um, so listen to this. Yeah, let me go back to replay. Go ahead. Oh, uh, there we go.
Bien. Yeah, now, well, well, yeah, here in a second, Mucho De Niro answers or responds to that, but that was interesting. But you were talking about how nice Chris Smith is. How nice. Oh, wait a minute. Ken Stevens says. Oh, no, no sound. sound. Hold on, hold on. Let me crank. I had to turn that sound down. All right, uh, go back and play that again. Sorry. Sorry, folks. Play it again. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I want to take the information that we heard today from Ms. Brown, Mr. Keith, and we're going to look at options. And uh, Mr. Washington is fully aware that we as a council gave him information on that meeting we held, and we were up front with you, Mr. Washington, about our concerns. And today, you are telling us what we already know. We appreciate that. But you also doing what we ask you not to do as well in public as you did with your public announcement uh, recently. But that being the case, we're not going to hold it against you. We just appreciate you being here. We're going to move on past this item. Thank you, sir. We're not, not going to hold that against you, but I'm going to sit here and, and admit it and, and admonish you for it. But we're not going to hold that against you. Now, you want to talk about Chris, Chris Smith being nice. I mean, look, Darby right there showed some skills. He yeah. just put a beat down on that guy. He dressed and him did it in so nice of a way. I'm talking about that's some quality politics right there. Yeah, because what was. he's talking about and, and – is the agreed upon thing between the council and Sportran that they weren't going to criticize each other publicly. And then Sportran goes mm. out there, runs down the city. That's what he was talking about. He hey, said, he's, uh, interesting, he interesting side note. I don't remember hearing that agreement anywhere in a city council meeting. Do you? <laughs> no, but hmm. Hmm. so I, I wonder how I, they communicated that to each other. Okay, well, don't don't screw the moment up here. Come on, be nice. I mean, the council is being right here. I'm impressed. This council, Darby is did good. Yeah, they are they are doing the bidding, having you know public debate. They're having debate here on the subject. They're, they're I, w- I would argue I would argue Tommy's comments shocked them into line with each other. They're like, wait, what the hell just happened? Yeah, he did. But overall, this is this is what it's about. I mean, this is what it's about. I mean, I'm commending. I mean, all the councilmen because I think they're doing a good job. Even the queen is doing a good job here because they're standing together. They're 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 showing a front. Well, now good I want to puke, but you're correct. I know. You are correct. I know. I said it right there. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. So go ahead and play. But uh, mucho dinero had a counter to that just a little bit okay here we go yes ma'am you have to come up here ma'am i will leave a petition that was dropped off at my office for the service i'm not sure what i did i wasn't supposed to do you asked me to present the service to you no no one asked you to come and speak today unless the mayor asks so you you're here at the wishes of someone i don't know if it's the mayor because we we really didn't schedule you to speak but i'm glad you're here yes ma'am Okay. Mucho dinero kind of kind of thrashed around in the water there for a second. Darby immediately went fishing for him. Darby was on his game. He said, I don't know who asked you here to speak. Maybe it was the mayor, but it wasn't us. And so, notice he got no answer. Oh yeah, we didn't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. Well what 
I mean, and I don't know, maybe we'll show a little bit of it here in a second, but you had handicapped people. You had mm -hmm. the blind. Mm -hmm. You had students going to Bipsy. You had every special interest group, you know, with, with things, all articulating for how horrible this cut in service was going to be for Sportran oh, and wow. De Niro putting it together. Now, the council didn't put this together to oppose them making a cut. So who else could it have been? Politics makes strange bedfellows. Mucho dinero and Tahoe Tommy strike again. So, so the Tahoe Army in City Hall, you know, obviously is in bed with, you know, the city of Shreveport. Now, I'm going to say something else, and I was going to ask Chris Smith when he was on about this, but I understand that, you know, he, he mentioned a 13% raise. Well, if I understood correctly that Sportran the 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 justified reason for their increase in rates was because they gave a 13% raise to all of Sportran to match what the city of Shreveport did to their their police department and fire department over there hmm. Hmm. that they made some connection and and that Bozier City was somehow going to be paying for that that th that was the difference that's interesting that's yeah. a that's a shuffle of dollar signs around hmm all right. Well, that's interesting. Was there any other comments that were really worth uh, listening? To? Well, there is the one at 3154 that Chris mentioned about clarifying the timing of the meeting. But well, I, he, he talked about that on his call in. So, Well, one of the one of the people that, that got up and spoke and was trying to defend, you know, against the cuts, he had the answer. And. I don't want to be mean because I, I appreciate, even though I may disagree, he he had the answer to the city's problem. And I, I don't know. I'm thinking that everyone in government ought to listen to this answer and, and they might would find the solutions to everything. Police jury, are y'all listening up? Right, right, just listen right here. Listen to this, yeah. Rex. It would be it would be very difficult for people to get to work and go to school. And also, my suggestion is if you need money, um, there's other ways to get money. You can like maybe get it from maybe, you know, you can, you can cut money, you can cut and still not cut services, plus, you know, um, you can have more. Maybe there's, maybe there's a way you can ask the state or you can ask the federal government to subsidize. And also, what I'm suggesting is that maybe you could extend it because, you know, I work, you know, on holidays, like on Thanksgiving and. Well, basically, you just need to get the state and the government to pay for it, Rex. Yeah, it's, it's it free, right? Free money that just needs to be subsidized. I mean, so I mean, Mucho De Niro is offering these Sportran rides for free, too. Those are all just completely free, right? It, it don't cost nobody nothing. It, yeah, the money just magically come comes up. Yeah, they don't have to pay their employees. Uh, the natural gas or, or, you know, whatever they're running doesn't cost them anything. Neither does wear and tear. It's just all magic. Ma magic money. Magic mm -hmm. money. I could say so much right now, but I will, uh, I will try, try to be a little bit nicer. Well... 
I don't know how much further you want to go on the council stuff. I say we jump uh, right ahead because there was some interesting stuff in the uh, financials, but I think that may bore a lot of people. Not, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what's the gist of it? Was there, I mean, was well, there anything well, good or bad at this point on the financials? Well, let me play a brief little part from the finance director. Obviously, the finance director hadn't taken any direction from the guy who had the answer. You have before you the financials for the month ended December 31st, 2022. Mm -hmm. What's wrong, gentlemen? Nothing. I was Paper, but it's it's not on paper. It's, Philip it's is like the mother hen of the city council meeting. Hey, what are y'all up to? Use your finger. <laughs> oh, nothing. We're just over here. Nothing, mom. <laughs> Did you use your finger? Get y'all that book at Barnes and Noble. I can't read. I use the arrow key right there. Now, now, on a, wait a minute. Let me. I forgot. There's a point I wanted to make here. Okay. Can y'all? Y'all look at who who's still present in the chambers there and who's not? Well, yeah, more importantly, who's not? Where is where's Queen David? Well, I, I thought I put it in the notes here, but I, but I just wanted to point out that he's gone. He got up and walked out. Well, he is an accountant. You know, he is a CPA or whatever. He's, you know. Remind well, anyway, us of that go. many times. Yeah. Here we go. Good point, Kyle. If the mayor said it, it must be true. Okay. I am torturing everybody here. I am sorry. Yes. You're killing us again, Smalls. I am. Page one is the revenue by fund report. Here we go. The city is currently 27% over budget. Did you hear that? 27% over budget? Did I hear that correctly? That's what she just said, but this is for the month of December. Well, when's their year end? I mean, I'm no accountant or CPA by any stretch of the means. Well, so it could fluctuate some more, right? But I'm told that that's not an accurate number. And I haven't oh. completely, and that, that she didn't pronounce that correctly or whatever, but she said, you know, the city is over budgeted by 27%. Now, this also is said to be about uh, revenues. Um, okay. I don't know. We're going to have to dig a little more, but mm -hmm. clearly she said that. Hmm. Here, I'll play it again. Page one is the revenue by fund report. The city is currently 27% over budget. Hotel hmm. Hmm. And you can see it right there. Uh, let me put up a little pointer. So it'll make it easier. Right there, where it says 127%. You know, 100% is one, so 27, 127% would put us 27% over. Yeah, so um, that was one thing. Yeah, and, but and maybe they don't. Maybe they're waiting on some revenue, some more tax dollars, or you know, it's kind of like shuffling food around your plate when your mama tells you to eat everything on your plate. 
Yeah, and and later on in the notes, I mean, King the Queen David ended up walking in, and he made some comment about this and some clarification. And I thought I had put it in the notes, but maybe I didn't. Maybe I skipped past it. But we're going to jump ahead again to the next section, get, try to get this uh, wrapped up. What good would there be a council meeting without something from Ruttenbuck? So let's hear what he had to say real quick. If you stole it, bring it back. <laughs> Okay, just a quick update, um, general overview of everything we have going on in the engineering department. Uh, still maintaining an ongoing uh, capital improvement program of over 100. So earlier we pointed out, you know, 101 million in ongoing design and construction project. Well, what percent of that is Manshack getting, you know, what? Engineers work off of a percentage of the jobs and the, the money amount. What what are they getting? That's my question. Uh, well, somebody's getting rich and making money. That's correct. Million with projects in design and construction. Currently, 93 million of that is under construction. Uh, nine projects in the design or bid phase. 11 projects under construction. And we have five subdivisions in or nearing um the construction phase <laughs> so let's jump ahead now he started talking about the walter o bigby carriageway project now and he talked about how they're taking all these aerial photos so folks mm -hmm. look at this aerial photo right here this is looking from the river back towards benton road looking towards the south towards the civic center and if you'll notice you see the railroad tracks and you see the big curve in the road it kind of if you look at the top right of the screen, it it goes right there, then makes a hard turn back to the parallel to the railroad tracks and runs all this distance up before it crosses the railroad tracks. I'm wondering, don't y'all think it would have been a whole lot more reasonable to just jump it across the railroad tracks on the shed road? <laughs> Why did all this extra section there have to be built? Why did that have to be done when it could have just went right across the railroad tracks, just right down there at the top of the screen, just right there on the shed road to the east-west corridor, another yeah, east-west corridor. A, are you talking about right up around there? Right right there. Yeah. So it's going to dump onto Benton Road down there, but, but we had to do all this other you drill that cursor all the way parallel to the railroad tracks down. So how much extra does all of that money cost? Did it add to this project and why? And why? And about where your cursor is, Rex, put it back and move okay. it back just a little bit more, a little to the left, a little bit more to the left, a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit more. Well, down a little bit. Right there. There's the castle. There's the castle. That's John Settle's hacienda right there, right? Yeah. Sure he's it got is. A neighbor, he's got a neighbor right beside him. Oh, and it's, who would that be? Well, that's where the king and the queen stay. <gasps> no kidding. <laughs> hmm. Funny how that works. Right there. <laughs> anyway, okay. We can move on past this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a done deal. It's money in the bank, literally. 
money in the bank. Yeah. So, all right, here we are. We're done with the council meeting. Well, that's it. Council meeting. Uh, and look, y'all can go back and watch it if you want. The whole thing was about a hundred uh, or an hour and twenty minutes, something like that. Um, but it was quite interesting. And look, some of the people made good points, whether I agree with them or not, on the whole Sportran deal. You know, I don't necessarily agree with it, but again, you know. There were some points to be made if you're interested in that sort of thing. All right, Rex. So there's, you know, 80 to 90 people still hanging out here for some reason. I'm, I mean, I'm almost like they're waiting on something. No. What are we supposed to do? Did we forget something? I'm thinking we're supposed to talk about something else. In fact, you know, mm. we, we told them now, we were going to show a video and we were going to talk about something what, else. Was but... it videos of, a, of somebody's flower bed that just won the Bozer Beautification Award? I don't know. I don't know that that was it. I mean, oh, I, you mean people aren't here to see the good stuff? Maybe, maybe not. Um, Depends on your. No, oh, wait a minute! No, 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 no. I, I'm. It may have been something else. You know what? There was a Twitter link. I should. Ah, we ain't gonna beat around the bush. Who wants to see it? Who wants to see some video? Yeah. All right. Now we have to set this up first. You know, it's not like this is. Uh, you know, polished, edited you know, uh, 10 minutes worth of video or whatever. Um, so we just want to set it up with that. Now, are, do you want me to go ahead and play it or share it? It'll be smoother if I play it. Well, you can play it, but I'm going to set it up. How's that sound? Okay. So you go ahead and set it up. Let me see if I can get the screen to work without it playing video. Well, Larry Hawkins, if, if this video is already on KSLA, KSLA has some questions to answer. Hey, yeah, <laughs> no, no, it ain't on KSLA. So, um, you know, talking about Walt Bigby, and we're not mm-hmm. talking about the original Walt Bigby that did a really a lot of good things, but Walt this Bigby would be the junior. Be, the junior happens to be one of the members of the Cypress Black Bayou. Uh, recreation and conservation district you know mm-hmm. who yeah. uh you know they they all have the best interests of uh the people who pay the taxes for the cypress district and you know even use taxpayer dollars to hire a lobbyist to fight against uh you know Dodie horton and trying to get you know some accountability to the cypress district out there you know, they, they went all in to fight and, and, and helping to fight for Robert Barry out there, the director, you know, mm, dual yeah, office holding. That's right. Fighting for all that stuff. Well, you know, someone called and they, they said, uh, hey, isn't it, isn't it time that Robert Barry is about to be, isn't his time up and he's about to be reappointed to be the director of the Cypress District again? Now, Rex, I'll point out last show when I played the audio of the PEC meeting. And remember Doug Rimmer said, because I pointed out that the police jury failed to act and do anything about the Cypress District when their constituents came to the police jury asking them to help and do things. And and I have Mm -hmm. even raised it at the PEC meeting in the past. Mm -hmm. Juliana Parks popped her head up on it. And Doug Rimmer popped his head up and contradicted himself. We got video of him 
saying saying one thing one time and saying another thing another time. But mm-hmm. but in that last meeting, remember, he says we're hoping that this problem out of the Cypress District works itself out this year. <laughs> There's only well, after that phone only a few ways it could work itself out. Well, well, after that phone call today, I realized what he was meaning. What he was meaning is, is he hopes he's hoping, or, or, or maybe he's probably not really hoping, but that's what he was saying. Who good, good? Who knows what he really believes? But that Robert Barry was voluntarily not going to take the director's position, or that Walt Bigby and crew are not going to reappoint him as the director. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, and lead balloons fly well. Right, right. So in the, in the spirit of trying to inform the public, whereas the, the police jury and your other elected officials would rather carry the water for some po- people and, you know, more concerned about erecting monuments and making sure that certain people get the insurance for the contracts, um, you know, we thought we would share a little bit of information. So sometime back, and we're going to be going to cut 10 here in just a second, Rex, okay. we got, Bozier Watch got a tip. And that tip was, was that there was property that adjoins the entrance to the Cypress District. And that property was summarily owned by Robert Berry or purchased by Robert Berry, the director. Mm-hmm. And um, the the tip was that there were park, Cypress District park assets on the property of Robert Berry's personal property right there outside the gate of the park. Wait a minute. He owns property right outside the gate of the Cypress Park, like adjacent to the park? Correct. Oh, that's interesting. Well, I've got Cut 10 queued up whenever you're ready. So you just let me know when to fire away, and we'll see what this is about. Yeah, so fire fire away with Cut 10. So here's the picture that they sent to us, Mm -hmm. and... That picture, you see a backhoe and you see a four-wheeler. Mm-hmm. Well, what what we're told is that that backhoe and that four-wheeler are Cypress District property. Those are assets well, of the Cypress District. Well, surely this is a picture looking at one of the maintenance buildings or something like that in the Cypress Park, right? Well, no, actually, that is the... Um, that is the property that Robert Berry is said to have purchased in his little storage facility or business that he has been building or cultivating right there at the entrance of the park for a boat storage facility. Wait a minute. So you're saying that allegedly he was using taxpayer assets, basically, or taxpayer equipment, for his own personal gain? Is that what this photo purports to show? Well, that was what was alleged. uh, That was what was alleged to us is that he was using park assets for his personal benefit on his personal property. Now, I got to tell you, I mean, surely Walt Bigby, you know, who, who, 
I mean, I'm guessing is entitled and has stuck a thumb in the rest of that board out there. Your buddy, White, what, Gary White, Gary and all White, those, and, yeah. and Doug Rimmer and the police jury who refused to do anything about it. Surely, I mean, they don't condone, you know, public use of assets for personal well, gain. But you know what? This is just sitting here. Maybe, maybe they ran out of storage facility at the Cypress yeah. District. Maybe, and maybe, right? Well, surely they rented this property from Barry, or maybe the other way around. Maybe, maybe he rented the equipment from the Cypress District. But if not, well, if well, what's I mean, alleged is true, does that mean I can go out there and use that? Well, you uh, know, I went through the Cypress District minutes, and I didn't ever see any kind of agreement, Rex. I'm just. Well, I I follow that extensively. Yeah, I follow that extensively, and I don't remember either. But and so supposedly that's the Cypress District's four wheeler too. So if I need to borrow one for you know to go deer hunting, or well, it's all deer season's pretty much done now. But let's say squirrel hunting, can I go borrow the Cypress District's four wheeler? Well, yeah, I'm thinking so. I mean, and I could really use that backhoe. But but you know what? It's just sitting there. I mean, I don't. I don't, it's just sitting there. That doesn't mean that anything's been done wrong with it just sitting there, right? Well, in theory, no. Okay, well, you know, so look, we got that tip, and I'm going to go ahead and, and put this out here. So based on that tip, the next day, and, and you guys don't butcher me for my dirty windshield of my vehicle here, but the next day, I rode over there myself to see mm-hmm. if those assets were still sitting there to see if that was right or wrong or whatever and i think go to cut nine Mm -hmm. and you know i actually made a video and Hmm. when i made the video rex what i will show you is if you look right out there the backhoe somebody was on the backhoe working oh yeah i can see it right you see it moving yeah must have been an earthquake going on but we'll forgive you it was moving around out there. Well, you know who was on the backhoe? Well, I just can't imagine who was on that backhoe on Robert Barry's property. Well, it was Robert Barry. I seen him with my own eyes. The man, the myth, and the legend himself. It was him. And you know what he's doing? He's probably got 10, 20 loads of dirt. He's spreading dirt for the next building or whatever he's going to build out there. He's out there spreading dirt. But here's the ironic thing. This was on a weekday at about 10.45 in the morning. Whoa. Now, now, what's significant about that? Yeah, what is significant about that? I'm just waiting with bated breath. Well, I think I recall park district meetings where he works out there 24 hours a day. He does so much work. That's the justification for him having the highest paid park director in the country salary right isn't, right isn't that yeah. what i recall oh yeah well they've got up and stood up for him and defended him and all that so i'm just wondering if this is park assets and it's during the middle of the day and he's out on you know park equipment using park assets on his private property to spread dirt i mean i'm just wondering the cypress district you know walt bigby i mean your family's getting statues and stuff I'm just wondering, are y'all going to make him the director again? I mean, well, I guess AJ and, all this. AJ and Mandy Foy, Foy are wondering a different thing. Who's paying for the diesel? I'm just, I'm wondering about the police jury. You know, this is y'all's guy. 
you you he's your guy i mean we've a lot of people tried to raise issues with you and you just sloughed it off i mean where where is uh what's that police you're up here in my district oh philip Oh yeah, Philip Rogers. Oh. I remember a meeting at a church in Benton where Philip Rogers was kind of dismissive of all this stuff. And mm, yeah. oh, oh, by the way, Rex, have you? I've heard a little bit about Philip. I heard Philip cut him a really sweetheart deal with the with the uh, Cypress District. Are you referring to his uh, sweetheart lease deal that he got? I, I heard he got him a sweetheart lease deal on some land. I mean, well, I don't know. Is... I'm just. That is true. How, As a matter of fact, that, I have a I have a copy of the lease somewhere that I can dredge up. I'm wondering. I'm wondering how that works out. I mean, because the police jury races are all coming up, and I mean, I mean, a lot of people think Philip walks on water. Yeah. I mean, you know, he he Philip walks on water. But so you've seen some video right there of Robert Barry using allegedly park mm-hmm. equipment on his private property um during a work day when he was supposed to be on duty at the park as the park director so now there is another cut um i think i don't think it's cut to cut 11 so the next day i went back to see maybe yeah let me put how much in there okay just how much time he spent well, you see all that yellow out there? He moved a lot of dirt around. He moved a heck of a lot of dirt. In, sp- in fact, he had to have spent most of the day the previous day moving all that dirt, maybe even some of that day, the next day moving dirt, but he got it all spread. And yeah. Well, good for him. I mean, who else was going to do it? Yeah. So I'm wondering for everybody watching, what what local public official you know is you do you think your cypress district your unelected board of bureaucrats that say that everything they're doing out there is for your interest i'm wondering you think they will do anything about this do you think they will question any of it or do y'all think they're just going to rubber stamp it i mean hey i'm wondering does does i'm wondering if queen david's insurance policy covers park assets you oh, know yeah. being That's... utilized for construction projects off location does That's his insurance question. policy cover all that yeah i mean maybe he could answer where, that where does maybe it go on? and look that. look folks you know it's like we said before and i won't harp on the cypress district stuff too much but it starts with the cypress district this may seem like small potatoes but this is this is the crux of of everything that this show is about and fighting the good old boys network. It's not just, you know, a backhoe and the park director allegedly using a backhoe. It's the point of how they treat everything and do everything and then come out publicly and, you know, say differently. It's just a fiasco and it's the good old boys. And and you heard Rimmer, you know, talk about, well, we need the experience because if you don't have the, you know, experience, experience up yeah. there, you know, uh, just 
going on about that crap, whatever. And, and, and then I made the point, oh, you mean the experience to know whether or not you appoint an administrator in violation of state law, you know, that experience to know the law, is that what you're talking about? You know, because the state law says, oh, they have to be, you know, an elector in the parish. And, you know, yeah. Jeff Saddle points out exactly that, you know, oh, by the way, that person's homestead exemption is in Caddo Parish. Rimmer said it's been corrected. So you try to validate that, and guess what? Oh, you don't know this, Rex. You got to have 25 elector signatures, you know, from people within Bozier to get that public information request. So I want to put a public announcement to folks hey, we need 25 volunteers to sign up for a public information request. And if you're willing to participate, um, you can come by my office anytime and sign that form and uh, so that we can get that public information request of if and or if the Registrar of Voters has done an investigation into uh, individuals registering to vote, you know, in Bozier that are, are not qualified to be registered in Bozier. You gotta, uh, it's a weird stipulation in the law. Anyway, I'm asking for 25 people to swing by and sign a document for me. Yeah. It's putting the call out now. All right. Me message me and I'll, I'll tell you where to come see me or I'll come to you. Okay, Mr. Lowry. We have covered a whole lot of stuff tonight and we're at two and a half hours. My goodness, that's back to back shows running on. Uh, Nearly marathon. I think our record is over three hours, but it it does, David Crockett. But it, this is a different, totally different ball game. One that you don't even know anything about. Um, Jeff Sadow is all up in the middle of this one. But I'm wondering, everybody watching, was that worth the wait? You got to see video right here in your backyard where your tax dollars, you know, are. It seems clear to us as being abused. Maybe if there could be a lot of reasons. Maybe the park sold the backhoe to Robert Barry. Maybe, maybe so. they maybe the park sold it and disposed of it to someone else and they let him borrow it. Hmm. I'm sure maybe there maybe there is a valid reason. I'm sure they can come up with one. Yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be something, but you've seen it for yourself. All right, folks, we appreciate everybody. I mean, we were still at 55, 60 people at two and a half hours. That's absolutely incredible. So we appreciate everybody that's watching, everybody that's commenting, everybody that watches the show after the fact. You know, uh, even if you don't watch it live, we appreciate you very much. The normal spill, if you got information you want to send to us, you want it to remain anonymous, go make a free protonmail.com account. Don't put any identifying information in it. Send an email to BozierWatch at ProtonMail.com. We do read all of those, and if there is action uh, or actionable information, we will check it out. Um, if you feel like donating a little bit, we appreciate all the help that we get. Go to BozierWatch.com or .org. It doesn't matter. And there's a donations button there. We do have coffee mugs for sale on the website as well. We appreciate the couple of orders for those that we've got in. We make a... A uh, couple of dollars on the coffee mugs, you know, which helps pay for this. The software that we're using is not free. Uh, but anyway, so we appreciate everybody watching. Um, we'll see you one week from today if 
something else more important doesn't come up sooner than that. What do you say, Mr. Lowry? I, I say as I'm texting people, texting me information as the show's wind up, they're all fired up. So, hey, see y'all next week. Thank you all yeah. for watching. All right.